1: we're going to be looking back on a season that was probably one to forget for Roberto Martinez and Everton as the top he's finished 11th in the Premier League we're also going to be picking the bones out of the key moments in the season, we're not going to be looking back to every single game individually but we're going to do it month at a time and also, between us, trying to remember a lot of the things that happened because it's quite tough when you think back Mark, isn't it over the course of 9 and 10 months? It is, you live every moment but sort of when the season comes to an end you sort of kind of switch off until a season like that and kind of switch off and you know when you think back we've had so many sort of disappointments along the way so many like Nadirs if you like throughout the season it's really hard to pinpoint you know all of them together isn't it you know, but Once, it's, uh, wasn't much to shout to... about really was no, it no not at all it's great for the season yeah. to, to be over to be honest with you it? it was, a bit, it was uh, a bit torturous at times it was we finished it with a bit of a whimper uh, over yeah. a week ago now against Spurs but I think before we get going Mark I just wanted to um, it's probably fitting that we we insert this bit at the, at the beginning of the, uh, the show and yeah. uh, say a, a few things about Andy King who recently passed away. Yeah, really sad. I mean, he's a bit before my time, Andy King, but uh, I know full well that he was, you know, much loved at Goodison Park. And he was a goal scorer, midfield player. He was, you know, he was that sort of had that outgoing play, outgoing style to his play, you know, that the fans will give us all. And he was, he'll, he'll openly admit, you know, he, he would have said he was a copy-turned-coaster, you know, he probably yeah. fell in love with the club.
0: Again, plenty of blue shirts forward here. Thomas. Three waiting on the far post. Dobson is in there. It's going to fall for Andy King!
1: because there was an interview with him a few months ago where, where he was talking about coming back to Merseyside and he was going to live his days out supporting support and that group, basically, you know, it just shows you. Well, he, he was still working, wasn't he, Mark? I think he was at yeah. MK Dons, was it, as That's a right. scout? Yeah. Uh, I mean, 58's no age, isn't it, really? I mean, no. You know, to, to go so so young, it seems to be... I don't know if it's just this season or in recent months, we seem to be losing more and more big names and,
2: as yeah. associated
1: with Everton. Obviously, Philip Carter being another. Yeah. And we're in the world of football as well. It's, it's sad, really, one generation is sort of losing them. But yeah. Andy King was, was still quite relatively young. And he made nearly 250 appearances for Everton and he scored nearly 70 goals. I think it was 67 goals from yeah. midfield, as you say. And I think. Um, it spoke volumes about him, Mark. The, the crowds that gathered for his funeral, St. Louis last day. It was absolutely marvellous, wasn't it? It was, uh, you know, a player who hasn't played for Everton for a long time now, uh, you know, thirty odd years or so. But he's still so fondly remembered. You know, he was an Everton player, and he came from, from what my uncle told me, and from what you know, my granddad and everyone told me as well. Um, it was a real shame that, that uh, he, sort of, um, he passed away, uh, you know, so suddenly it as well. well wasn't it? I mean, you know, it was, it was. I mean. Well well known for his goal against Liverpool. That always get, you know, I always think it was a shame that he got remembered just for that, but that was his one standout getting, asked moment. To, getting asked to get off the pitch as well yeah. by that busy. Well that probably more <laughs> <where> famous <he> <laughs> than the goal, but what a hit, that was uh past Ray Clemens on you know, top corner. Real, real great memories. I think yeah. his name will always be synonymous with every football club and uh, absolutely honestly with we, we not we mentioned that at the start, it's uh, it's not the best way to start our show, but uh, we need no. to definitely pay our respects uh, a real true believer, and Andy King absolutely thought to go out with his family and his friends as well anyway so matters on the pitch Mark and um, it wasn't the best start to the 2014-15 season no. I mean there was a buzz about the place but um, well, I think our preparation come under the spotlight didn't it with we Roberta going out to the World Cup doing a bit of punditry um, yeah. the preparation for our few season it, the spotlight has been sort of turned on that over the course of the season as that we were a bit maybe caught a bit short I agree. I think, to a uh, to, to, from where I was standing, it's complete complacency in setting. Because, you know, we saw Roberto going off, and I, everyone was buzzing with Everton at that time, they, you know, thought we were on the, the verge of another great season. And to me, he went off to Brazil with not so much as a pre season plant. I thought it was uh, incredibly, for a guy who, who, who sort of so prepared and so thorough in his work, you know, that we've seen eight hours of sleep, strict and everything, I thought it was incredibly lax to go away to Brazil without you know, we sort of so, we entered the season under club as a result, didn't we? Was it a bit, um, a bit complacent then on his part because I mean he hit the ground running when he first came in a bit, and we all know about his first season in charge yeah. how fantastic it was, the feel good factor was there throughout the summer obviously we made signings that increased that feel good factor but yeah. I think we made we were a bit cold sure, we, we looked a bit unfit towards the start of the season and um, although we did make impressive signings in the window uh, yeah, we were a bit slow getting on. We, we, to be fair, we got we got off to a slow start in Roberto's first season. Yeah, didn't we, we did. In his first season, and we, we eventually came good. But um, as we all know, this season didn't turn out to be such a success. But to the transfers in the summer market, um, signed Barry on a, on a, a permanent deal, given yeah. a three-year contract, which maybe raised a few eyebrows. Yeah. Lukaku came in. Obviously, we signed him for a reported 28 million. Whereas I don't know how much of that actually went to Chelsea <laughs> up front, but. Samuel okay. uh, Eto'o yeah. came we also signed Christian Apsley Brendan Galloway Mo Bezic as well he had an impressive world Cup. if you think back he did uh, um, it seems like a lifetime ago doesn't it really? but, um, it's a year ago that, that he was doing his displays against Brazil I think it was Brazil wasn't it that he uh, stood out Brazil. and Messi as well remember yeah, yeah. Messi when he marked him game yeah. Yeah. not Brazil yeah. but Eto'o I think Eto'o I mean Lukaku was a statement in itself but Eto'o signing forever was just was incredible in itself wasn't it? we all know how short-lived it was but it was amazing to see him wasn't in the royal blue shirt it was. It seems a lifetime ago. It's all playing for Everton. Like, it doesn't feel like last season at all. When when it was first um, sort of muted that we were signing him, I, I openly didn't want him to sign. I thought i soon as we signed him, a hungry, young, you know, talented, you know, player, Ravelanetto, He was past it. But then, to be honest, I'll be honest. How fickle. When I see him in an Everton shirt, and to, and to see a world star like that sign for Everton, I was, you know, I was, you know, completely well, just starstruck. The high, just thought This could be great. Just for the height. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was was almost surreal, wasn't it? We're not used to such big names. I mean, we had a few big names: Jordan, Walter Smith's the like of Ginola and Gaza coming to the club. Um, Maybe maybe Mark Hughes. Yeah, obviously he passed the sell-by dates by then. But um, this maybe you could say the same about Detto But I think I mean he's obviously still playing now at the top level over in Italy. But um, it was it was a real surprise. But it was a real coup, I thought. Something that could have complemented what we already have. But obviously. Um, it just didn't work out did it. Things didn't work we we out, really which we'll, we'll come to a bit later on. But yeah. that was the summer, definitely a feel-good factor, Mark. Yeah. Definitely a buzz about the place, signing players. We didn't really get rid of anyone, a few, a few youngsters or yeah. maybe uh, fringe players, like Maggie Guy, Matty Kennedy, Velios. Yeah. Those who some sort of never, never were going to make it. Um, so there was definitely a buzz going into the new season but we obviously going to the month of August yeah. we started away at Leicester then we hosted Arsenal and Chelsea in successive home games um, before the bank holiday Mark taking me back to that Leicester game again feels like a lifetime ago uh, Aiden McGee, probably his finest moment of the season, wasn't it, in his first game? He scored a, a terrific goal, if you remember. He, he stuck it in the top corner, and to be fair, Everton, that day, he played some absolutely fantastic football. But uh, in the first half, but you know, he just, it was ridiculous the way we sat back in that second half. It we was just completely asked for, for Leicester to, to get an equaliser there, didn't they? But Everton played some stuff but you know, half back to last season, we thought we'd just pick up where we left off here. It was fantastic. Um, and, you know, it just wanted Chris Wood scored, and I think the, the rock set in right from that moment. To be honest with you, on our season. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I remember watching that game in the crowd, and I remember yeah. being so annoyed because of the, the late, uh, the late equaliser. Because we did take the lead twice in that game, and Mason we got the second one and maybe that sort of set the tone for the season. Um, yeah. And as you say, McGee, scored a world and he didn't do much else, to be honest, for the next nine months. So, <laughs> anyway, on, on to our. I'm, I'm saying we're not going to go through the games individually but it's going to be hard not to, but we'll try and run through them in blocks, really. So, the yeah. Arsenal and Chelsea game was back. Um, Arsenal, probably our finest 45 minutes of the season. Again, straight back to last season when we completely outmaneuvered Arsenal. I've It was the same again. I've got to some that played some fantastic football, looking a million dollars. But again, it was the lack of fitness that sort of put pain to us, didn't it? That day, again, I think we were defending that far back. We were in the park stands at one moment. Only, you know, but it was... The defence was having a chance, weren't you? On yeah, the concourse? Absolutely, yeah. I think they were, you know, pie-in-a-pie time, but it was uh, one of them where... You know, had we been halfway fit to start the season, we could have saw that game out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Instead of two, and then Arsenal fought back. The following week, Mark, another, I think it was when probably Diego Costa announced his name on the the Premier League, wasn't it? Six three, we all we all remember that one. We got beat by Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea went on to win the title, so maybe doesn't feel as bad. But yeah. you know but I scored Eto'o got, got off the mark that day too but they were just too good Chelsea were too good we, we were far too well the defence had set in from the previous two games but also you know I mean sat down and we were all down in that game I think uh, Ivanovic scored after like 50 seconds or something like that well, it was 2-0 wasn't it after 5 minutes 5 minutes yeah, yeah. But, but to be honest it was another game like where I left we obviously got spanked 6-3 but it was a game where I felt hang on a minute yeah, something else going forward here we looked the we looked great to the game going forward, didn't we? We could hit Chelsea. So basically, you're saying we've got Tim sure. Howard in goal, but we can... Yeah, we can... I was basically thinking if we just tighten up defensively, it's still there for us here. Yeah, yeah. And we're still being positive at the end of that game. Yeah, you know. Um... well, it still early days in the season, to be yeah. honest, Mark. You know, we are drawn with the opening two games and, you know, losing to Chelsea 6 3. They were, but they were obviously classed, the last name of the man, Matic. Uh, John Terry yeah. Ivanovic we've seen Diego Costa what he's gone on to do this season absolutely you know that. players that it really hurt you know, you know assists goals they've got goals yeah. like across the team Chelsea and that's where Mourinho's been successful but yeah. following on from that Mark we uh, we entered the month of September Yeah. now we played West Brom away Wolfsburg at home and Crystal Palace at home um, yeah. In probably the space of just over a week, um, the West Brom game, Lukaku scored, Morales scored. That was our first win of the season. Um, Lukaku obviously scored against his former side. Yeah. Good win. Great win. Anyway, uh, if I remember, Morales scored as well that day. And um, we looked
2: like
1: much better, much tighter defensively. We looked like you know we were ready to. Like it sort of added to the belief after the Chelsea game. That, you know. We, you only had to get it half right defensively for me. We had more than enough quality going forward. And I, you know that was a rare moment of optimism when we won that game. So bro, this is the springboard now for, for the rest of the season. And Wolfsburg at home confirmed that. Although, you know, if you remember that Wolfsburg game, eh, it the passes. goal was the <laughs> most flattering result you'll ever see. I think it should have been about 15-6 to Wolfsburg. That might be absolutely destroyed the second half. Well, I think the opening three games, Mark, we, we can see that 10 goals. So to keep a clean sheet was a, was another plus as well. obviously Carpio against uh, West Brom, he didn't celebrate I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was a Sunday. That game. The following Thursday we played um, Wolfsburg. Have like you just mentioned, Mark? And you know it was a great result. And to see what Wolfsburg have gone on to this season yeah. to we actually went on to beat the moment away is was, was some achievement really, but it probably probably proved what uh, our, our confidence in Europe, didn't it? That as you say, we probably with the with yeah. the worst side on the night. Yeah, you know, to come away four one in emphatic style was, was great, wasn't it? It gave us that belief that we can we can hear teams in Europe, didn't it? You know, like you yeah. say it shouldn't have been a four one win for us really, if Wolfsburg hadn't took half their chances So It gave us that firm belief that, that we can hate anybody in Europe, we're an excellent team, and our excellent team. That's right. already, you know, so, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking here, Mark, we're going to end up doing these games individually. You know, we're not going to, be able to get away from it. You can't ignore it, can we'll try and get no. through it as quick as possible anyway before anyone switches off and goes to sleep. But um, Crystal Palace Denmark, they've got some sort of voodoo hold over us, haven't they, by beating us 3 2. It's a 2 3 voodoo as well, yeah. it's, a sp- it's a specific voodoo they got over yeah. that, that was a, a, another Sunday game. Lukaku uh, and Bain scored in that particular afternoon but they came away with all three points and the likes of Bilas, he tore us another one didn't he, again? He's just world-class Bilas <laughs> no, he's not world-class, sorry, there's overstretching stretching it but Bilas, he just knows how to play against We us. make him look world-class We make him look world-class he's a player that I would dearly love and good as a player, to be honest with you I think he'd uh, make the world of difference to our team but like you say, Palace just had I think they think of the measure of the mark there's more than everything they just know how to play against them they? you know, they've had numerous successes against us Warnock, Hulus uh, yeah, just, done it, it, just you, had yeah. no problem with it. Yeah. But again, it was a game where it, it cemented just how disappointing the season we were going to have, did We had a, a rough start. That was a game where we really needed to kick on. We had two good results. That was a, a winnable game yeah. to lose in that you know, again, Well, that was a real chance to kick on, yeah. to kick on from the, the West Brom and Wolfsburg victories, wasn't it? But obviously... Looking back, it was a, it was a missed opportunity. Uh, following on from that to the end of September, Mark, we faced Swansea away in the League Cup and Liverpool away in the League. Um, two very, very different games. Um, yeah. up. Let's start with the Swansea game. Disappointing again to in the League Cup, wasn't it? We went out first, first throw. was like we didn't even try, it. It was a game that reminded me of when we played Tottenham away under Lloyds where it was so clear that we were going to get beat in the League Cup. I just don't know... You know what it is in the mindset of the players, like you say, we've got 20 years without a trophy. You think that? Is it the mindset of the manager? Oh, possibly. Yeah, I agree. It can try, You know, obviously filter down onto the onto the pitch. But it's like, you know, we have got to be starting to, to want to make an impression in the League Cup just because our history says we're absolutely useless in that competition doesn't mean we shouldn't be prioritising. It's once he played well on the night, but really I don't think they did anything special to beat us that night. No, no. I think it was just a, a routine victory in midweek, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Tuesday night, We crashed out of the League Cup, maybe he's prioritising the Europa League, but I think, I, I think I've said it openly in the past, I'd take a League Cup victory just because it's silverware, it stops the rot. And we're going something, you know what I mean? And it, all, and I know, yeah, fair enough. We were in the Europa League and we gave it a good go, and yeah, unfortunately, it came to a, a sour end in the, in the Europa League. But at least have a go in the League Come, yeah. you know, get the fans excited. You could have a trophy by the time March comes, so it's, and then the season's a memorable one, can rain or shine. Well, you know, obviously, a lot of rain in our season, but to be honest, it highlighted to me what, what went wrong in, in pre season that we were sort of prioritising you Europa Open, we didn't do enough, yeah, to get in, in the summer transfer window, so we ended up, like you say. Not really giving a monkey's about the league cup. Just to wrong. Yeah. Anyway, onto the derby. Okay. Always a big game between Liverpool and Everton. And I feel to it, scored and uh, Jagielka scored. Now that's an absolute world equaliser. What about it, uh, has Now we're not going to talk about too we much, but, You know, Tim Howard will be having a yeah. having a nightmare if he listens to this. But it's a bit of a... Questions asked, shall we say, with Gerard scoring. Uh, yeah, Tim, Howard, a fault. You just transported me back. Howard was in the middle of his goal for that one, I think, wasn't he? It was, you know, Gerard's record with free kicks, I remember him sticking one under the wall one time at on Anfield, didn't he? Howard's position for that, I think, uh, think at least two goalkeepers would have stopped that, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, well, I think he would have got to it, definitely. But Howard was in the middle of his goal. He positioned his wall all wrong. It's like he'd taken a lead with his centres. Just put it in like it was a penalty. Was he high fiving himself? <laughs> well, what about Jagielka? Let's not dwell on that. What about Jagielka? He equalised. Size brownie works it, gets it Mini late doesn't come.
0: Eto'o's not there. McGee will keep it in. Down by the left-hand corner flag. Into the penalty area. Crossed in by McGee. Nice there. Headed away. Reaches Jagielka. What a shot! Oh, what a goal! But what a- top corner and I've never seen a goal like that in a Merseyside derby in my entire life and Phil Jagielka in stoppage time I scored not the
1: goal of this season, Graham Stewart. It's the goal of Phil Giagielka's career. If you're going to score a goal and you're going to leather it from 30 yards at the cop end, you're going to do it in the last minute like Phil Jagielka did. I don't think there's any more perfect way to end it to get a point. The absolute best moment of that was when they slowed it right down. You can see the Liverpool fans smiling behind the goal as it dropped to him, and then that smile slowly turning into fume, outright fume, when it was absolute exercise into the top corner I think that's why he got player of the season Jagielka okay. <laughs> think if he had a shocker didn't he for the first six months let's be honest if he was coming under a lot of criticism at that time as well Jagielka was not for his performances but, uh, he really I mean, was he's had a pench for that in his career hasn't he for hitting them I remember a few Shepherd United like, years back but that was one hit absolute world yeah. super hit on to October Mark. we played our first Europe, were, uh, Europa League game away in Krasnodar yeah. um, Eto I remember he was given the responsibility of leading the line that night and he he, he was the one who scored. I uh, guess you know, a good point, wasn't it, away in Europe. We'll take that all day. Krasnodar absolutely surprised me that night, you know, how good they could be. You know, I know they beat us at Buddha Sun when we had an understanding, but Krasnodar were reacted that night, weren't they? You know, kept, he, he didn't have a midfield that night, with memory serves me. I thought you it was excellent. He led the line well, scored a good goal. I think right like, on the six-yard box wasn't it, he stuck it in, Krasnodar showed that you know game is no in the Europa League they were doing full value. Obviously. I think we would have tough that though wouldn't we? A victory over Wolfsburg and a point away at Krasnodar out the way around. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 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 well, onwards into October anyway, in quick succession there okay. uh, we, we then travelled to Old we'll Trafford to play yeah. Man United. Um, Radamel Falcao with his uh, <laughs> I, <haven't started laughs> I don't think indeed. it was his only goal but as we've said previously Mark you're a striker, and you need confidence. Play against them because you'll fucking score. We are, we are comic relief when it comes to uh, when it comes to these players. Needing a, a first goal or, or to end a drought or anything like that. If Falcao scored my abiding memory of that match is Tim Howard should have booted it into the crowd. We'd have got away with the points. But he played it down the line, I think under Martinez's instructions, and uh, United got the winner from that. A penalty. Yeah. I was, actually, I was actually in Edinburgh for that mark and uh, yeah. you know, I'm not proud to say it, but I nearly got thrown out of my sports bar. I was on to death. <laughs> um, I was watching that, and there was a mixture of I don't know, Celtic, Rangers, United, Liverpool. There's all sorts of fans in there, and I was the only one. And, uh, Supporting them. My fury, because I remember David de Gea having an you know, absolute world of a game as well, and yeah. keeping us at bay late on. Um, I could not believe that we didn't get anything out of that game but such is life as an Evertonian but back in the day, with Dwight like York and all that, when he used to destroy us, you'd probably took a 2-1 defeat, but like you say, Evan deserved a bit more from that game. and you know, Definitely. A, a bit more to be happy about towards the end of October, Mark. Uh, Villa our we beat them 3-0. Yeah. Lille away, 0-0. We'll come to that in a minute. I know have yeah. got a lot of thoughts on that. And Burnley away, 3-1. Yeah. Start with the Villa game, that was probably our first comprehensive win of the season, wasn't it? Jags scored again, Lukaku and Great result, something Barkley made his first start of the season against Villa at home that day. But it was just a routine win, wasn't it? It was, you know, it's like all this we had it when we had the sort of, you know, what's gone wrong with us, and then we just sort of brushed teams away. You know, it was, it was just a comprehensive pitch. You know, it was like, like lots of attack, and play lots of decent. Is a little, uh, what you the want to see day. from your yeah, side? Sort of a normal routine win. What about uh, Lille Leo, away, then, Mark? No, you went over there, didn't yeah. you? A lot of, a lot of this received a lot of media attention, uh, this, this trip, were, for the yeah. wrong reasons, really. The result probably, you know. Everton fans, there's a more because they, I think 10,000 went over there, but um, you were there, Mark, so what were your thoughts on it, without going on. Take, I'll like you know I'll, yeah, I'll <laughs> try not to, to, to start <laughs> going yes. on with the story. Now, it was, uh, it was an absolutely brilliant experience for me, basically, because oh, it's been a few years since i um uh, you know, obviously has yes, to have been in the away, it was, it was the trip sort of, everyone jumped on wasn't it based I was up when we got the other way. It's a fantastic atmosphere. The trouble that was reported in the Apple to be honest, I never seen any of it. Um, I saw a few uh Robocop impressions, uh, the police looking like Robocop, but the atmosphere was great. There was Evan took over the main square uh, apart from one horrifying crush in the in the sort of metro station on the way to the ground I thought it was a, a brilliant trip they, the ground was breathtaking to be honest I thought fantastic yeah. fantastic stadium. something that we should be aspiring to as well but it was the added like a dedicated cop end you know just added to the it added to the it was a good game it was a poor game though no, to be honest Evan, if Evan would have been 50% in won that game there, were, there wasn't many, many chances to know to remember that but it was your Off field sort of developments yeah. took the shine anyway in terms of the media attention, but yeah, again, it was another point in, in you know, yeah. we, we remained top of our group, didn't we? If so we went sort of, yeah. at the time we were sort of top of the French league as well, playing with a lot of confidence, you know. So it was a game where we've never looked at trouble, but you know, it was a good point. <laughs> to be honest, Mark League One, shite <laughs> anyway, barely away. Samuel Eto'o, probably his finest, uh, I don't know, 60, 90 minutes or whatever. Like, he didn't seem to play 90 minutes, did he? Now, Marlis, um, wasn't it? Against Burnley, that was a Sunday as well. I it remember, was, I remember, yeah. I remember being up the road in the post office. a half-one kick-off, remember, he says me right. and, yeah. Burnley, um, and uh, he capped a fine performance with the fair goal, didn't he? Uh, well, he got two on the day, yeah. but um, his second was brilliant, wasn't it? The loop, sorry, the looping effort from 125 yards. And the away end as well, the yeah. away fans going your limbs at that moment. It was a game again where you know Burnley had possession, they they, they looked dangerous uh, when they got back into it but but it was a game where it all seemed too easy again, you know, it all fight. it all came too easy for all it was a team where we showed our glass Eto was just I think he was well cost that day, Eto was just led the way playable, didn't really he? Yeah. Yeah. do you remember a lot of people were calling for Eto to start ahead of Lukaku in the Xbox after yeah, yeah. yeah. that. that, that, that. Well, it, I think it was just because of his smile, to be honest. It was infectious, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was great to see him smiling and playing like that and having the shirt. Yeah. Sure. Wetted them all. On to November, Mark. We're moving yeah. through these quite quickly here, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, probably because a lot of them are. We're going to forget. There's a lot of L's in there, like a lot of them are lost. So inconsistent, though. When you look down the fixtures here, obviously, we've had to revert back to a fixture list here. We don't remember all this off the top of our heads. So. <laughs> obviously, not. Um, a lot of w's d's and l's it's very inconsistent The form after yeah. the burnley uh, victory we then drew with swansea going into november we beat leal at home then we went away to sunderland and drew with them it was yeah. almost like if we got a bit of a a bit of a win sorry yeah. or a victory we didn't sort of capitalize on it and it would be a draw or a loss and then it's so frustrating and that that yeah. obviously makes for an inconsistent season doesn't it obviously Wins gets in good form We just never got going That was the, the main thing throughout We just didn't get ahead of steam going in the league You know, we for whatever didn't. reason We didn't, Swansea no. at Omar We probably can't even talk about that It was 0-0 And that it probably just cool. summed it up um, and The Walter Smith, that, that Yeah, thing, pure Walter Smith-esque yeah. <laughs> The following Thursday we be beat Real 3-0 That was comfortable, wasn't it? Again, great performance Osman, I remember him When he was starting it was, I was having one of my Osman Intolerant moments, and he's got an absolutely brilliant goal, didn't in the, end the park? And uh, that, that night, you know, Everton played great again. Lille, you know, on the crest of a slump by then, they'd lost three or four games, hadn't they? But Everton made them look second rate that night. Definitely. So it was a great to, it was just another European performance to me, just like flicking a switch. Yeah. You know, it was, a, it was weird, though, wasn't it? The confidence that we were building in Europe. Two two yeah. home victories there, two away draws, remaining top of our group in the Europe compare that with our league form you could see the difference couldn't you from, from, from when we kicked off on the 16th of August the difference between the two sort of styles and, and, like I don't know, just the way we applied ourselves. It was was almost like in the league, we were waiting for something bad to happen. And in Europe, we were just, we were like, we're not waiting around here, we're going for it, we're going for it, and getting results. It was like, you know, the the league was like a thirty night out where you go to the game and go with your mates, so you turn up in jeans. And then the the Europe league was like probably Saturday night, suited up, you know, You've a bit of old spice on. Old spice it's trying to get the birds you know, and all you know, that. And You're feeling, you know, we just love dogs well, well. in Europe. You look. And you're fucking <laughs> <our> house, <holidays> <laughs> <laughs> No, we did though we did. We did we had a swag. I mean I think a so swagger, yeah. Europe must have like especially our must have stood up for thought, hang on, these are a good side. We finished fifth in the Premier League the season before, so I think people would have respected us anyway. But the players we had, the, like Lukaku, who obviously yeah. you know, European defenders, the eight, that sort of striker don't do as well. And it showed with the amount of goals I think he was joint top scorer, wasn't he, in, in the Europa League, you know, just absolutely loved playing in it. I think what it was, teams loved our league results and thought they didn't really have much. And then then we kicked them by turning up and playing so convincingly, you know, we, we, them off we the bar, yeah. we yeah. enjoy playing in that competition. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Obviously, with, with uh, following on from that, we've got November was probably our busiest month of games. Yeah. A lot of games to get to there, man. We went to Sunderland away, we hosted West Ham at home, then travelled to Germany to play Wolfsburg. Bay, then went to Tottenham before yeah. the month was over. Start with the Sunderland trip away from home. Not much, again, not much to shout about, apart from a late Baines penalty, which... We was late on, wasn't it? Was in the last minute. Yes, I think it was. Last well, so five was. minutes, if memory serves me right. Like, yeah, and we, yeah. we we went behind um, and salvaged the point there. Again, it was on a Sunday. It was it following the, the league, uh, the legal game on, on yeah. the Thursday. West following that West Ham, um, West Ham home yeah. we game. Remember that with well? The offside goal. McCarthy yeah, the goal heads the it inside it's for Ozil. Flicks to the edge yeah, of the penalty area. with on for Barkley. Barkley has done well. Got a shot in.
0: Bricks for Lukaku. Lost. in this first half in the 26 minutes. Here's uh, Zarate looking to inject that for West Ham. He's got the ball back. He's on the edge of the penalty area and he fires towards goal, takes a deflection, loops over Tim Howard and West Ham are level. The substitute has made an immediate impact. Maro Zarate off the bench scoring via a deflection for West Ham but you have to say to a certain extent it has been coming. Everton lacks West Ham level, Zerati's high ball in, should be the keepers, Howard got something on it and McCarthy has to clear from the dead ball line and Everton's trying to scramble it away, they do look basically go on, go on, go on. Lukaku, Etto's going forward, oh and that, uh, play goes on even though Lukaku is fouled because the ball broke for Etto, for Roscoe!
1: I couldn't for the of me see what Roberto was trying to get out of that. It was, one of, it was one of them in an absolute catalogue of baffling managerial decisions for me. Yeah, Baines was injured in memory serves me right there for that game. Uh, Garbutt came in, Garbutt should have come in, ended up sitting on the bench watching it over f- the hill right back. Let's be honest, Garbert was a um, more than adequate replacement for Leighton Baines on any, on any afternoon. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't tickle. It doesn't tick all the boxes for Evertonians. He does for me. I think he's a fantastic player. He's been, you know, greatly underused this season. Hasn't he? That was an example where he should have come right in, you know, but he didn't. Well, that that was the uh, the beginning of a, of a good week for us. And we hadn't had uh, many sort of runs yeah. of form. I know it. It was totally tough till October until we won successive games, didn't it? Um, yeah. In terms of the league, when we beat Villa, apparently. Yeah. But looking, looking down down, Mark, We beat West Ham and. Uh, then traveled to Wolfsburg the following Thursday, and that, that was probably one of the most impressive performances and victories of our season away at Wolfsburg. Perfect away performance for me. There was, Wolfsburg had a lot of chances that night. I think De Bruyne was looking you know, majestic that night, wasn't he? He was looking but, like Prince Harry. Yeah, absolutely, looking like Prince Harry. So majestic in more, in more than one sense of the word. I <laughs> see what you've done there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, that was pathetic. But it, no, uh, two breakaway goals. Morales was a breakaway goal, wasn't it, at the end? Um, in the greenest stadium I have ever seen, eco-friendly. To be fair, that night Tim Howard had a blender as well, if yeah. I remember rightly, he, he kept everything out late on, but it was, I remember Roberto describing it as like a perfect away performance, but it was, we it went, was... we soaked up pressure, we took our chances and we were clinical, we kept a clean sheet, uh, again. the defence and the goalie were brilliant, on, on, on the attack we, we just looked um, so yeah. Yeah. like some of was, that was especially in Europe. Absolutely, but if you look back at that uniform beating, you know, after the World's game, five wins out of seven, you know, with Europa. So that is. if that's not a springboard, I don't know what is. And then, absolute Everton that kicked in. And, and, you know, someone. the balloon had even got half up and someone had stuck a pin in it. To Tottenham away. <laughs> to Tottenham away, we'll move on to Tottenham away before the end of November's out there Mark, before we come to, yeah, Jesus, I don't know, do you want to go and get some Valium before we talk about the December, <laughs> um, December might need some medication, but obviously Tottenham away, Morales, absolute world, he had a strike wasn't it, and exactly. that's what he's got in his locker, but also Everton have got in the locker, the fact that they capitulate and Tottenham beat us down, Tim haven't shown his penchant for uh, palming the ball out into the six yard box instead of out for the ball. Yeah, we conceded incredibly poor goals that night. I think I think Ericsson but the winner wasn't that for Tottenham. But yeah. Uh, Howard just panned it back out. Howard was going through one of his nightmares. Soldado thing. scored as well. Yeah, just goes l- back to the likes of Chris Wood, the likes of uh um I scored Who scored recently for uh, Sunderland. Oh um Oh what's his name? The scored and no, also no. Danny, Graham. Danny Graham. Danny Graham. Danny Graham. If you haven't oh. scored forever. Cliffswood ended up school. playing in the championship Yeah, yeah thinking thinking that So, you know, just showed you We we'll, won't we'll so, help anybody else So just it. like the little bit of format we built there Against um, Wolfsburg yeah. and West Ham It all gets petered away with A disappointing loss to to Spurs on the road but anyway what we'll do Mark we'll bring that first uh, part of the, the podcast to an end yep. what we're going to do is we're going to take a, bre- uh, a break Mark's going to go and do some more Ken Wright bashing on Twitter <laughs> um, maybe a few burning effigies and things like that uh, get a pint and we'll come back and we'll, we'll look at the next stage of the season and uh, I think we all need to prepare to talk about December because it wasn't, it wasn't the best was it? It certainly wasn't mate. it's absolute depression Well that draws a conclusion to the uh, part one of the end of season review and we'll be back in a second for part two. Cheers. like the school but we Yeah, wasn't it? it was. We yeah, actually played well that day. I thought, and we did a lot of good things about our play. We had the uh, Karki. Had a Hart was fantastic in goal for City tonight. Lukaku, didn't he? And, but also City got away with murder That day I remember uh, Mangala doing. A, a, I think it was a karate kick. <laughs> the sort of, you know the karate kick would have been proud of on um, a I think it was. Um, like but it was City got away with a few fortunate decisions, not least the penalty. Well, there was a couple, wasn't there? Yeah. And he was one. I'm sure it was one of the other midfielders. Fernando was it on? On um, a. yeah. And obviously the penalty decision after 25 minutes, Mark, that was controversial in itself, wasn't it? It was absolutely. It was an awful decision, wasn't it? I think Jack Elkin it was that went in on Milner. Uh, to be honest, it was, it was such a, like a, a skyfall penalty decision, wasn't it? You know, it was uh, Torrey scored in at the, the in front of the fans, but it was such a I It was a I think if any. No, She's a No, he's only played a couple of games, you know, good. you've seen Garvin that night, he said, why isn't this kid playing in the first team? Exactly. Excellent, you know, bears the pace the lot. Yeah, but Krasnodar to be fair, turned up, did a professional job, and, uh, you know, they did look... was it there the, fans, fans who were, were nuts? Yeah, there was 14 fans, I'm sat, sat in the main stand for that game, for, just for the changes to the seat and uh, they got the VIP treatment in the main stand there was no one in the away end uh, and uh, they were all sat to the, just, uh, on the chair just in between you know, the main stand and the Gwana street side Who was it? Who's fans who came and they were doing that dance where they all spinning the, the scams and arms. was like young boys? The young boys that was yeah. Yeah, they Very excellent down Well, to be fair every European set of fans that we had were excellent in their own right yeah. but um was... so, they, they drove from Russia was the story wasn't it? That They, they, they came. All the way by a car, yeah. Did come on a tank? <laughs> um, That obviously finished our European League campaign mark, and it came yeah. at the end of a poor run in the league. But I think we all probably took a bit of pride from, and heart from that uh, the group stages because we'd done well. Yeah, we'd done well really. Yeah. We'd won, we'd won our obviously two of our three home games, um, yeah. and we got we got decent results away from home as well so that was something probably the one shining light and I know you've described it as our comfort blanket been here many yeah. times when I've spoken to you it was, it was our something that we could cling on to absolutely a little bit of hope but anyway continuing into the, the midst of December we then hosted the on a Monday night now that game itself Mark, I mean yeah. you know, it, we tried different things that night we saw Ross Barkley the best of Ross Barkley and it's just things like this that we never saw on a consistent basis throughout the season and a different combination of midfield Bessage Ross he that did, night. Yeah. We thought here we go, these two look shit off. And then absolutely totally agree. I thought Barkley uh, played in a deeper role that night, didn't he? Played in the centre of the field He dictated the play fantastically well that night. He looked uh, you know, we loved the player that we all know Ross Barclay is yes, as well. He scored a magnificent goal, if you remember, with his left like, foot into the top corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great but the looked comfortable, he looked confident in that position, and him and Bessage, you know, I know. QPR were playing against. But him and Bess has done a, a fantastic job. The midfield looked the best it, it, it looked all season with Emery in the middle there. But you know, like you say, Marners, for whatever reason decided to totally break them up in the next game. Just didn't go. We're going into the, the, the hectic Christmas period. Then we we face Southampton away. Mark, and as you said, he mixed it up. But to be honest, to me, you said the whole game was a turning point. The Southampton game will always be etched on my memory. I've not felt so disheartened after their performance in maybe 10 years, 12 years. I honestly can't remember feeling that bad. Even when we got beat 4-0 by uh, Liverpool at Anfield, I didn't feel like that. That Southampton game was an absolute disgrace. And the behaviour of the manager, he didn't make substitutions. When we were crying out for substitutions, we were crying out for a bit of hope. And him trying to take the positives out of a second-half display just because we didn't concede. Just before Christmas, our fans going down there in the thousands, as we always do, to the South Coast, the furthest away game, to put in a performance like that, absolute disgrace, Mark. And I think, yeah, that is when I really, started to, my stomach started to go, and I thought, what's going on here? We need some sort of reaction. And we kept trying. oh, we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we've got them next, so we'll see a reaction. And to be honest, Mark, we all know that Southampton game's the start of it i a run Yeah, and absolutely wretched on the me. It was horrible. It was ruined Christmas. It ruined Christmas yeah. for a lot of people. And uh, I know Evan, you might say, oh Evan, it's just football or whatever. But when you support the club and I love them as much as me, you and yeah, and a lot of people we do actually know. I about. think it that that was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, it was, I put me in mind of when Everton got beat. to that last game at Middlesbrough there was that type of yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah and so just like you say the people who spent an absolute fortune going down there the fantastic the away fans to you know deserve a lot better than that you don't mind getting beat if you're going to put a shift in but a uh, um, didn't it's nice. put a shift in at all we yeah. were lost we looked lost we looked devoid of confidence yeah. devoid of leaders devoid of ideas a shadow of our former selves from last season yeah. it was horrible man I remember it and I, I always revert back to that Southampton game our Southampton time yeah, don't yeah. forget as well yeah, yeah they've done, had a great season well, they were on the back of five defeats on the run, I'm sure they were on. Or oh, they had one in five. If you look that up, I'm sure they were on a terrible run and they wiped the floor with us. They looked like they the Southampton. They were playing full of confidence, they had a great one, nothing, everything was going right. And that was all. And everything, on So I was going to say Merry Christmas, Mark, <laughs> but fuck um, that. It was a rotten Christmas. I was stoked at home on boxing day. It goes from the park to the. From Leighton Baines playing in the middle of the park that day, wasn't it? and all I remember is that day, leaving the ground, it was the day after tomorrow when was started, it was absolutely the most wild weather I've ever seen in my life, getting soaked, I think that was the night I absolutely in my own mind thought, just why do I bother to go on this team, you know, again it was another absolutely deflating, depressing result Uh, and it was a Christmas to forget, it was like, we were somehow paying for having such a good time last season. You know, somebody's come back on us, but, you know, like you say, just, you know, there's obviously underlying issues that, that all this happened. But that Christmas was, was, it was ugly, wasn't it? It, it wasn't just poor, it was ugly. It was disgusting, yeah. Uh, to, 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 to be fair, Stoke have improved, maybe under Marcus. They're not yes, maybe the side yeah. that he was. Give them a bit of credit, but still to lose to Stoke, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. Not, but oh, not yeah. a great side. It's it's Lord, yeah, yeah. not a great side. No. And although they may have improved, and they obviously finished higher up than us, credit to them. Yeah. They're not whatever, and they're not whatever. Expect. And I remember, I remember that night uh, Mark yeah. going back to me Mars as well at the weather. And yeah. I remember just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm a avoid- boy. I'm. I'm spend- time, uh, Christmas time away from my family and family parties my yeah. own child to go there and watch that and obviously to go to beat them and come home in the snow wouldn't have felt worse but felt the, way the, I, the way things were going with everything this season, uh, it was it's just like the like fucking icing on the cake. Yeah, it's like I opted for the depression but, uh, you know, Defo. instead of staying at home having a drink with my family and having a laugh, I went and watched that and absolutely soaked on my on. I can't believe it. I'm still still shaking it off my now six months later <laughs> <laughs> at least we can look back and laugh but uh, it wasn't laughing matter at the time absolutely um, not that was obviously the first of three games within eight days over Christmas mark and the initial Christmas period. Yeah. We then went to Newcastle uh, before 2014 finished. Again, yes. we all know what happened there. Garuna Coney got off the mark. Uh, he he did, got B3-2. He's got a great goal as well, if you remember. It was uh, right-footed yeah. and I think shot into the roof of the corner. It was fantastical. That was the day where Luke Garber uh, really announced himself, didn't he? You know, announced himself and then disappeared. But he was, uh, Luke Garber played fantastic there, didn't he? It's like anyone, though, isn't it? it seemed to be the theme if you do well you go missing absolutely yeah it's like you know you do poorly you get rewarded with the runner games in the team it just seemed to give that impression all season long didn't it man? well the you know? r- whole Robles um, and Luke back Garbles so are two classic examples, absolutely, but yeah. it was um, Again, Newcastle out there, season turned out. You know, look at them and they beat us there. Kone, Morales scored late on, but the game was already gone, wasn't it? I remember then thinking, Jesus Christ, I hope this new year brings new hope. But. Well, I'd like to say i Happy New here to you just like I'd like to say Happy Christmas, Mark. But, you know, on um, on January the 1st, we went to Hull City and got beat 2-0, so... What well, desperate performance. You remember Yelovich scored that night, didn't they, against us? We looked absolutely an absolute shadow of our We ourselves. Four straight defeats over Christmas, uh, leading up to that worst run of defeats in man in nine years. Unbelievable. It was just, you know, to go up to that whole game... Uh, Play the way we did again, like you say, mm-hmm. new optimism. I think before that game, we'd ended up with the second worst defensive record in the league, you know, and, and I, we were so famed for it. For that our, first half of the season, yes. And yeah. Yeah. tightness this last season. And yet, you know, and most of it was down to individual errors, Martin has insistence on playing from the back with players who were uncomfortable doing it. You wouldn't change would you know so like you say you know, expecting different results from doing the same thing is borderline insanity and that's what matters just displayed it was outrageous stubborn. it hurt us didn't it and, yeah. and as the season wore on we were like look we know you're stubborn we know you've got a style of play but try something new just mix it up yeah. just do something different experiment um, because the way the longer it was going on it was like where's this hope where are we going to drag ourselves out of it Southampton, Stoke, Newcastle on Hull let's be honest we all due respect. Four of say three of those four you would probably say in the bottom third of the league. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, and you know, ironically all go down, Newcastle survive on the last day of the season, Stoke and Southampton are slightly better, but we're being beaten by them an 4 and then we're finding ourselves in a precarious position in the league and it's like where's the next victory coming from and then you look at the fixtures we've got, we've got an FA Cup game she can't even put it right in that yeah, the next, the the next league yeah. games, Man City and you're like where's the break going to come from where are we going to do it yeah you're right the West Ham game I couldn't be bothered with it, to be honest with you. It was like the league was so depressing. The, the, the FA Cup, I know the, it sounds hypocritical given that I had to go about the 20 years with the league cup and all that, but I, I couldn't, be, couldn't be asked for the FA Cup, to be honest with you. I thought, no, hang on a minute. It's like going on holiday when you page direct for six months or you know, so. The, the longer you know, know, the yeah. league went on though, Mark, I'm sure a lot of people felt about that. My eyes my yeah. was going, I was thinking, yeah, we're, we're in Europe, yeah, but we couldn't enjoy it, we like, could not enjoy Europe for one no, minute this season. Because of the worries in the league, and the league, you know, if we'd have won one, lost one, won one, one throughout the season, there wouldn't have been any of this, yeah. but, uh, you know, we had such yeah. horrific runs of form, didn't we, you know, massive you know, runs of defeats, uh, you know, particularly over Christmas, just really, you couldn't enjoy any of it, just like last season, most people were paralysed with Liverpool, with the league, so it couldn't Exactly, exactly, (laughs) just like when we finished 4th in 2004. Absolutely.
0: to the box right. he cuts it back this free kick free kick it's outside the box it's a decent free kick
1: Default. Yeah. Default, on, on, there was no time to breathe. Um, it just shows you, really, how many games you clam in. You know, you look down yeah. yeah. Especially at that time, that, that, say, month or six weeks, December and January, how many games? Because the FA Cup starts then Do you remember, Maiden 2-1, but Alice was absolutely, I remember he came on, he was well, once that night, when he looked the that absolute game-changer. Evan played fantastic with great spirit that night, didn't he? McGeady went out, uh, McGeady got himself sent off for a a stupid challenge, Um, but Evan played with a lot of heart that night, and again that was a time where we thought, you know, the heart fight, because a lot of people were questioning whether they were playing for Aris, but that showed that we were playing. Playing for the manager, it was was a a good performance, but again, hard luck story. Yet again, you know, uh, Joel missed his penalty with the West Ham one, 9 8 on penalty. It was was very unlucky, I think, and I I agree we did play with a bit of heart, especially when, it's all all of a sudden gone really, really loud here. You can't hear the fucking words we're saying. Apologies. Uh you you know, you look at down the you're looking at one but so much so much 그다음에... season where there was opportunities to kick on yeah we played west brom a real sort of a uh, win, a win yeah to sort of t- change our fortunes against the side let's be honest west brom they're never going to be there they're, you know they're never going to do anything major in the league just uh, took over there they? You know, um, it was a game that we needed to win uh, and also it's famous now for, for the, the morales penalty you know gig stepped up, Baye stands up and takes that, we win the game 1-0, don't we, we ease really a lot of uh, worries. Morales' ego got the better of him, uh, he wanted to take the penalty, I think it was for, uh, he wanted to celebrate, well, uh, pay tribute to uh, a lad. Is past past, uh, and uh, lads, yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. that, but there's a time and a place for that, he could have shown that in his performance rather than a goal. Um, but it was you know, just scandalous, sort of, breaking of the ranks, wasn't it? You know, I think, I think it sort of um, it brought home some of maybe the off-field problems and behind-the-scenes absolutely. problems and obviously we'll go into them a bit more in, in detail, but it was horrible, wasn't it man? Yeah. Absolute, absolute, see, absolutely
0: Great turn Coleman down the right-hand side receiving from Bessic chance to dink it into the penalty area. Lukaku, Chester it is a penalty Everton have got fortunate in the end Lukaku's touch took the ball away from him but it struck the arm of a West Brom player and that saw referee Michael Oliver point to the penalty spot it was Julian Lescott's arm penalty. and he protests his innocence but his arm. It does strike his arm and Everton have a chance to score from the penalty spot but it's going to be Kevin Morales to take this penalty for Everton Elaine Baines has been Everton's penalty taker for a long, long time. Okay, missed one at Manchester United, but that is only Premier League penalty miss. Kevin Morales, at the end of this first half, misses, and Everton pay the price for changing the penalty taker. He hits it wide of the right-hand post. It might have just brushed the post, but that is an opportunity wasted big time by Everton and Kevin Morales
1: Yeah, and I'll probably up on by on but it, on the time by it? the time we got to May, we were on the head of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you laughing at me? <laughs> I know it's an addictive, so why do you think I was smiling so much? <laughs> do you remember how it came into question for the goal as well? Could he got down a bit sooner? It snuck in, didn't it, on the, the, the left like, hand pop stay. You know, would Joe Robles have saved that? I don't know. I think you know, we were all so I do a lot of people thought it was the wrong decision to what Howard did when he did and maybe we were sort of jumping on that to to, to sort of just our own thoughts really, but uh, you know, it was a game where, you know, I don't know. But set up lovely wouldn't it? You know, it's great. Definitely but they're done after, after the after the the palace victory keeping a clean sheet there. Yeah. Liverpool, let's be honest, the, um yeah. you know, keeping a clean sheet there, another point. Going yeah. to Chelsea and putting in the performance and maybe nicking it. But at the other end, then we we go and shoot ourselves in the foot. It's very evident, wasn't it? Very evidently agree. Um, And that all happens in the space of a week. So it shows you the emotions that we go through as football fans and as Evertonians, really. Absolutely. Less than a, I think it was about a week later. We went. We then travelled to Switzerland to play um, Young Boys. Yeah. Mark, probably. One yeah. absolute, unreal performance, wasn't it? Luke Parker is unplayable. The perfect tactic. Seamus Coleman got on the score sheet that night. All after going behind because uh, was it Harrow, was it? Claim Harrow. Harrow. looked like an he, absolute world beater on the he night. He looked, he looked the part, didn't he that night? I remember saying, you know, he was a player like him up front. But yeah, he looked, looked great at least. A lot of time, the fans it was a atmosphere that night but um let's be honest as a country they haven't got much else to shout about not much at all they, they dodge wars and everything don't they? So, them right. <laughs> but haven't played fantastic that night like, didn't he there was a real arrogance to our play real ruthlessness and you know Lukaku just loved at the million dollars again you know so patrick could have had about five that night he, he could have he done that he remember that him saying it, after it mark it, he was yeah. disappointed just to get the three yeah it was absolute I in. think every time we attacked we looked like scoring that night it was you know everyone was fantastic not not much to say for young boys defence who were more focused on attacking us rather than sort of keeping us out but you know definitely but it, was a, it was a continuation game. of our um, obviously we're out of the group now and this was the qualifiers and this was the the actual you know the, yeah the business end of the Europa League and to go there in such emphatic style was, was brilliant but it enhanced that feeling that something yeah. was down for us in the Europa well, then it? typically 11, 3 days later we play Leicester and we do 2 all and you know Leicester base smith scores and we get a own goal but Jesus Christ it was painful again wasn't it because of some Tim Howard's absolute worst moment of the season I mean he had, he had 100 but I think that one was the worst um, just you know, what was he doing for uh, I think Campyasso scoring for Leicester um, Tim Howard's decision making that was absolutely atrocious uh, and just again you know it's, teams haven't worked that hard, hard damn not to score it hurts season this season unless the same you know just yeah. Ridiculous result, ridiculous performance. So again, we're, we're sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel, saying that we got it up and scored, and the, the dying numbers didn't need to. He deflected it in, so we got a point out of it. But, you know, like you say, again, another desperate result. Desperate, uh, desperate hanging on against the likes of Leicester as well. Jordan, yeah. that point, they, you know, they looked dead and buried. All, all fair play yes. to them. You know, I remember speaking to the Leicester fan ahead of that on the, on the actual podcast, yeah. and they were dead and buried, and he was like, you know, we're a good so i think going just keep getting but then they go to Goodison and get a morale boost and draw. I think that's sort of the catalyst for the Probably, yeah, probably. If you're gonna get a catalyst, you're gonna get it against them at the butt anyway. <laughs> um, I've got a few days later we yeah. then hoast the jump based young boys, excuse me, in the home like Mark and yeah. his free ball It's routine, wasn't it? Luke Harkham again, that man, with two goals and morales on the night.
2: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks.
1: But then, you know, it was clear as day they they couldn't defend and we had far too much going forwards and we you know again we looked you know we played better in Switzerland for sure but you know we loved the fish and that place I think it was probably more famous for the Edin fans you know, sort of reaction to Liverpool Going out that Going makes, out um, to the European, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe the young boys fans' performance in the stands, they were brilliant, wasn't absolutely. they? Let me well I had to, to check to the score quite a few times, yeah. times to make sure it wasn't them that were winning, yeah. Yeah. Such was their you know, support, fantastic support. If only we'd had a fraction of yeah. that and doesn't this season, you know. The graveyard has it's been become familiar terms, yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Wow. That's February out the way, Mark. We oh, yeah. move on to March. In March. Those next two games are <laughs> down the spark. <laughs> we went to Arsenal on the Sunday and then Stoke on the Wednesday. Yeah. Mark, for me, right personally, I didn't do it any good this season, but I remember speaking to you after that Stoke game and saying, you said Roberto out well, you wanted the manager gone. Yeah. Now, that's fair enough that's your opinion we yeah. were not the only one there was thousands of Evertonians asking even before then to be honest yeah. but that Stoke game was was uh, shambolic to me echoes of the Southampton game echoes of the Southampton game echoes of you know like I said before the, the Middlesbrough school Smith game we always had these games don't we, to signal the end for someone and, and you know the Stoke game was all then games and more more atrocious that like where they give them what was at stake given that, you know, we needed... To, I remember, needed to I, there there I remember, walking up all the on that, my, that uh, Thursday morning, like, and I felt lifeless, absolutely oh, lifeless. i to be honest, the old, Yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't even bring myself to comment on Twitter, do anything, I was just like, I felt weird. I went to work on my own, to music, and I remember sitting there thinking... What's going on? Are we Are we going to pick ourselves up from yeah. this? How long is it going to go on? Are we going to Are we going to go down? What would happen to the club if we went down? These thoughts were running through my head on the way to work, and I couldn't even speak to anyone when I got into work. I thought, What's going on? I, I saw our fans' reaction yeah. on Twitter the night before Mark and I went to bed. I felt upset. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, I felt agree. upset by that. There was a sense of panic set in after that result. It did seem, that you know, I know it's, you know. It looks ridiculous now, given how many points we finished above the relegation zone. But at that moment, relegation seemed odd, didn't it? It seemed on for all the world that uh, we could easily get something... But Mark, it kept go going down. on, yeah. didn't it? It was like, how many of these defeats and lifeless defeats is it going to take for the manager to try and turn things yeah. round? And the players get a kick up the arse? Completely agree. I can only say, thankfully we did after that, but only slightly to edge ourselves away. Yeah. But... After that, I'll be honestly, honest, I wanted my nails. out, and not a lot has changed since for me to sort of completely go and do a U-turn on that thought, but you know. Yeah, thankfully, we did enough, didn't we? And it was coming up in the next month. Obviously, to be shifting around, so out, didn't we? True. obviously we 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 had progress in the Europa League after that. But again, it, you couldn't really be like, yeah, we're going to play Dynamo yeah. Kiev. I'm excited about that yeah. because we have just been beat by Stoke an arse. and I Arsenal. Mean, you know, the league position was becoming ever more so worrying. But we did play Kiev. Yeah, we went a goal down. If you remember that 20 25 minutes fell, Mark. They wiped the floor with us, didn't they? They did. Absolutely then fantastic, they, they yeah. He got us back on level terms. He did. Evan um, played well. Kiev <laughs> looked looked well, just didn't make the first twenty minutes. It's like most teams, you know, tend to tend to have done a good thing the season. But Evan again showed a lot of fight that night, not great quality if you remember But um also, but Adam really dug in and and, and again, given what what went after it, maybe that was a, a little catalyst for us to sort of Come away from the relegation zone because that would be, you know, Kiev, Although it didn't show in the second leg so much, they were a decent team to come back and to come back from a losing position to win that game. Parky um, ah, didn't score a penalty at uh, the end. Yeah. Was was, was 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 good for the character of the team and it certainly helped in the games coming up. Have you just said character? I did. Sorry and was the it. first time What's I've on? said that. Yeah. I was I was, was going to say we've gone through this, but I'll character. I'm so sorry. And uh, they phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and also so many, yeah, so many superlatives and unique averages. <laughs> you are a unique supporter. <laughs> um, after that, Mark, yeah. three days later, with these Europa games, the, the fixes are happening thick and fast, um, and they did do. Newcastle at home, we beat them 3 0 to me. It took five months, so I could show my zone 3 0, where a just, just he goes long towards
0: Lukaku. Lukaku with Coluccini behind him. Plays in McCarthy. Chance to shoot. Goal! Yes! yes McCarthy! McCarthy drilling home from the edge of the box Norman can't find Coney uh, Although it's given away by Newcastle to Aaron Lennon Lennon now down the right hand side Puts one into the penalty area Cleared by Newcastle again And, uh, oh, penalty. Penalty, Lennon, yes. and the referee penalty. has said Aaron Lennon's been brought down there by Johan Guthram And that's a penalty to Everton Everton, has had this problem of a penalty taken before this season I've seen Romelu Lukaku pick the ball up. Come on, Rom. And he's going to take this spot kick at the Gladys Street end. Well, he converted one here on Thursday. And he... gets it! it. He sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and rolls it into the opposite corner. And Everton have a two-goal lead in a Premier League game. And that could give them three massive, massive Premier League points. Romelu Lukaku strokes her from the spot and Everton lead by two goals to nil and hopefully now that is enough and now Osman forward to the Oops, laid off for Kone flag stays down Kone's got Lennon to his right Kone's still going he's overrun it does break though for Lennon oh that's a terrible a challenge an awful challenge Polaccini and that could be a red card it is has just side down and Lennon to the ground a two-footed challenge as well. Everton players wagging fingers at Fabrizio Colacini saying that's a bit naughty. And Newcastle will play the rest of the game with just ten men. A straight red for the Newcastle skipper. 2-0 here, Everton lead. We're inside the final minute of stopping time, And Christian Atsu is on the break forward. Ross Barkley's motoring forward to join him. He's played it in. This should be three. Barkley's on the keeper. Yeah! Barkley scores a wonderful seal on Everton's first home league victory of 2015 and it puts the seal on it in some style with Ross Barkley's second goal of this season and Everton have now recorded victory for the seventh time in the Premier League this season.
1: I think back to the Villa game when we beat them 3-0. It was yeah. September, October time. Five months, mm-hmm. probably you six months. Jack Yelker, that game played an outrageous state. Like 50-yard pass along the ground. that Completely opened up Newcastle, didn't it? McCarthy it down. Fed it into, yeah. McCarthy, he's run on a belly Ross barkley got a lovely goal that day, if I remember. Yeah, the, the break. The gladdest it end, yeah. Ground. The keeper and stuff. Just it in. what he needed, yeah. yeah. It's just, just what we needed, a, yeah. yeah. Completely great. But, you know you get hyped up by that you beat Kiev you beat Newcastle and then you go away to Kiev Mark yeah. I know it's it's uh, it's very sore subject with yourself your brother yeah. a lot of Evertonians and I remember watching it that night thinking think this sums up being an Evertonian but we got to be 5-2 for I don't really want to talk about it much Mark as it does me because I know how good we were in Europe and I know the performance we yeah. put in and I know the difference between the European and the, the domestic displays whatever. but to go there in Kiev and capitulate like we did it was almost like the home side you know whatever yeah. they did it ends up in the back of the net yeah. but they had to you know they had to wait. Work, they worked out in about 5 minutes they all at it took with a few lofty balls into the box and we were struggling certainly with Alciras uh, it had an absolute nightmare it didn't help with playing like a Sunday league defender left. That, that, that defeat still you know it represented our last opportunity to win a trophy this season I know it it wasn't really on you know. it was more of a pipe dream to be honest but it was getting more and more real and when it ended in such an abrupt fashion uh, basically defeat, as you get older these cup defeats tend to cut deeper and that one to be honest I'll be honest it's almost I think I'm still fuming over it now it uh, just, it's almost like I know stuff was said about maybe John Stones being unwell or not but I do it's the manner What's well, the manner In which you go down man is, We couldn't wait To put Tim back In with Rovers And he said It was number one thing If only he would have Applied the same logic To Stones being fit and uh, played him instead of How could I do that So then We could have lost That game 3-2 We still would have Gone through Exactly Pure uh, style the yeah, To man. get absolutely Whipped so, so there's no You know could have got Me 3-2 You'd have been laughing but yeah. I, remember, I remember when I think we were level And then yeah. Barclay at the post Or yeah. Uh, I was just like, yeah, oh, it's uh, just a small margin. It's got a couple of gringles to find it, yeah. Don't uh, yeah. oh, get me wrong, yeah, like, I mean, the fourth or fifth, whatever it was, the, right like, back or left back, it's it. Yeah. And it's flown in the back of the net, you know what I mean? It's one of them nights like, where everything unit turns the goal, but then, it was the man in which we went down in the first half. It was just so disappointing. The car was good, and we thought, all right, settle down, group, uh, do this. And now we just absolutely switched off. Yeah, we just went on, it went well, no. I, I, I like to think that we've learned from our European um, yeah. performances this season Mark um, we, we were I'd say for 90% of it we were great we, you know, we had to yeah. swagger about our play a confidence, assurance yeah. um, the European side feared us especially with Luke Park we were leading the line I thought we done well really well and we deserve praise for that and hopefully we'll learn from it and kick on from it but to go out in that fashion was just such a it was almost like the they almost took his take, wasn't it? The icing on the cake for it. Yeah, was
0: just, it
1: was just gut wrenching, there's no other way for it, mate. Just absolutely gut wrenching to see us get beat by that. Like but like you say, we cards were all on it because so, uh, we'll be uh, on the medication yet yeah, again. That was in front of nearly 70,000 fans as well, that. Incredible. And then the week later, we play in front of 17,000 fans at QPR and at Loftus Road. How many people are still here to see him, by the way? <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, I feel like I'm in the middle of matches. Oh, I, I think we've heard more noise out of Goodison than this All Or this than I suppose, it? Oh, the of the Goodison. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah anyway, but uh, the week after, we, we travelled to Loftus Roadmark, and I think that's probably where Aaron Lennon, which we'll come back to later, uh, his performance as a whole, but it's probably where he sort of stamped his mark by getting the winner. Yeah. Um, and obviously QPR were fighting for their lives and did probably be the better side on the day I remember yeah. watching that game another Sunday game Yeah. another striker bang out of form he scored against us Vargas 2-2 2-2 second half same as Coleman gave us a great a great opener in the yes. first half Vargas brought the, the home side back into it but Aaron Lennon nicked the winner and O'Kone had a hand in both goals to be fair to that Leon Osman as well I and mean, if you remember Kone had a poor game that day didn't he as well you know. but he, like you say he yeah, had yeah. Had game. He had a crucial difference yeah. He was uh, playing the key role in two goals. Lennon's goal was a fantastic follow-up play, wasn't it? You know, uh, the ball came out. Didn't the keeper Paddy didn't let him follow it up. Did being scored? You know, I, I just think he's, he's, he had a wonderful impact, didn't he, for Evan uh, when he came up When he signed for us, definitely. And then that was obviously the start of our up form, Mark. Let's be honest. After all yeah. the, 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 the sort of poor performances and erratic form that we'd seen before us in the previous say. Uh, Seven or eight months yeah. Yeah, to come there to the end of March and get get a win and run together. We beat QPR, we then beat Southampton at home, and uh, we drew with Swansea. yeah. beat Burnley and beat Man United. That was uh, it. And that it's was what... was a win in four, wasn't it, out of nowhere? Exactly. And you think to yourself, if you can keep that through to the end, you know, you might have a top eight finish on your... Car. No, no, let's say top yeah. eight. But well, a top eight finish is... is it would be an incredible achievement. Yeah, Considering right. the fact that we've, uh, we've been down in the, you know, 13, 14th position at some times. Yeah. And really couldn't couldn't buy a win throughout the season. It, was all, it seemed all as limitation, though, given what I've got before, You know, I mean, you know... It was ridiculous the way we blew away the threat of relegation with a, a title. Sort of running, winning, uh, run a form if you like, you know, something like four went of five, wasn't it? That we wheeled together just when we needed it. it. Made me feel ridiculous about thinking relegation was on. But uh, you know, it was typical, heaven really. They had you panicking and then they, they had you relaxed, don't they, straight after it. Mad. But they hadn't played. You know, the Man United game was fantastic, wasn't it? It showed you what we were capable of as a team. Was that, was a really con- that was a continuation of our form, wasn't it? I mean, again, the Reds Swansea. Lennon got the goal, the yeah. opener, and they came back into it with a bit of a contentious penalty decision. But we were still it was an upturn in, in form for us. Yeah. We beat QPR, we beat Southampton. Um we have gone to Swansea and got a point barely at home yeah when Alas scored and we all know the, the Barkley penalty to Barkley again yeah. which we won't dwell on but we'll come back to yeah. later on but Jesus Christ it was like we've got a bit of form going here let's follow it through the United game was like why haven't we played like this all season? they almost had the holes of that Arsenal game, second game yeah. of the season, Mark, when we, we were 2-0 up at half-time, we were all guns blazing, yeah. then we capitulated. But in the, in the Man United game, United saw a lot of possession. We, uh, we, you know, we succumbed to their possession. Roberto obviously changed a little his little approach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But why hasn't he done that? Why hasn't he been more adapted and a bit more flexible throughout the season rather than being so rigid and stubborn in his approach? That's what makes yeah. fans like you lose your day. I completely agree and there's not much hair to lose now uh, but also that United game showed like, that we still had it as a team didn't we you know a lot of people made too much of the United possession it was a deliberate play by Martin to let United have possession, but it showed what we were capable of and where the hell had that been on season one we hadn't seen it but also a great moment in that game was John Stones uh, I've never seen a player so happy to score a goal uh, you know I know it sounds stupid but, but the look on his face when he buried that head in the top corner I think you know fantastic Great reward, great, great, great reward
0: for what john did that way, like this. What a good performance to take ball ball. Yeah, yeah, have, The is played short seen. by Manchester United. An opportunity for Matta now to put the ball into the penalty area. He does so and it's headed away Come to be enough by James uh, Coleman. And, by and they're on the break here, down the right. Coleman, ball back in towards McCarthy, a break from McCarthy. Manchester United. Right-footed delivery into the penalty headed down by Smalling. Greg's here for Rooney. That's a great save from Tim Howard, who was quickly at the feet of the former Everton player. Everton can move it forward towards Lukaku via Morales. Now Barkley is offside oh, here. Lukaku. No, he's oh, got he's got
1: came to nothing but what can you say is the high point of the season so tonight, beating United probably is I would say I'm so not, yeah. yeah because of how poor it's been before I'm not saying I'm happy with just beating United 3-0 because you know a couple of weeks before we we got slammed over in Kiev 5-2 and yeah. we were being beat by Stoke and Arsenal comfortably away from home so I hey, what was more pleasing about that was United were on a particularly mean run of form at that time weren't they and not just winning result, but winning they But then the thing is, we sound like a broken record, saying so, it. You move on to another month and it's another different event. that you see, the minute we get enthused, the minute we have to lower our tone. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> we go to Villa and we get 3-2, oh. and it ends up being that man Tom cleverly. It anyway. was fair to him. It was a fantastic goal. It was, you know, he broke, didn't he? and went one on one with Howard and smashed it into the top corner. Uh, that was a game that I felt, I felt like we'd got beat fair when I walked out of that ground. Like think mind I think to lose to someone like Tim Sherwood such an obvious arrogant get. To be honest, and, you know, and Villa, Villa played well that day. But well, they didn't play well. They didn't have to really. It was just, just a case of Everton we were absent. I think Everton had the cheek to take their foot off the gas that day. They thought, okay, we've done enough. We're safe. <laughs> Forget like the season's hopes and expectations. were all that. I just decided to take the foot off the gas villa. Really. We're desperate, if you remember, at that time. Where they I shows, think you had that villa fighting and, for the lives, yeah, And Zelf yeah. and A. And, and, uh, and Cleverley really and mm-hmm. outmaning the other. Yeah. Midfield that day. That's fantastic. But then, um, you know, 3-2, it might as well have been fighting for the way of played. We were just atrocious that day. You've been, you been there, was I was, you? Yeah, I was laid into James McArthur, who'd had a poor day that day, and maybe went over the board criticising him, and everyone jumped on me like I'd... Uh, and slacked off and you know, like I uh, said something wrong. Well, you know, said something outrageous, but uh, obviously, James McCartney's a favourite, I love him. But today, that day, he had an extremely poor game, uh, I mean, along with everybody else, to be honest. It was only Adam Lennon that stood out again that day, but it comes after sort of four or five you know, boosting games, well, think, isn't it? Yeah, and I remember you're sitting like, there saying, oh, only Everton could be United 3-0 and then go to the exact the game, the game, very next game. I'm not completely yeah, devoid of it. But then he leaves, he leaves Leon Osman and Ross Barkley on the bench for yeah. that do I remember that. Chops and I thought they were Key in the United victory, whether yeah. or not you're an hour or 90 minutes, and then, you know, he brings the boat for them on. Yeah. At Villa Park, but the game's already won. Villa have got the wind in the sails here. Just, you know doing toss overs on the touchline? The tit. He's thinking it's I mean, Miami Vice. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. You know, when scores a, a last, a last minute a second <laughs> goal, but the game was won. You know, before he. I'm not that. It's not like a foul. I'm giving for all the world, isn't it? You know? Exactly. just handing it in. Yeah. But yeah, before we have got time to focus on yeah. that, we, the season's coming to an end. We play another relegation candle at Sunderland at home and 12.45 game mark and yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced a quieter game at Goodison than I have ever in Sunderland yeah. now that, God night night that is the, the formula yeah. that Everton night didn't did. was like, I'm not going I can't make it You know, yeah. I've got We'd had heavy things night. to do and I've, got I've had an heavy night and yeah. in the end, I end up going because no fucking yeah. words me ticket to, to be honest but uh, as <laughs> it worked out I ended up going and I was like what am I doing here I went in late yeah, the yeah. portion of chips, some over to death, and I was like, as soon as I took me seat, you just, you could just tell it wasn't going to be Everton today. little so just, again, we had a lot of possession that day. Uh, didn't attack with any intent. Didn't really play with any kind of menace. <laughs> the, you know, W. in the last one game each United, just completely a, a team that totally took its foot off the gas on it. You know, and, like we, you know, we had possession as you'd expect. But Sunderland, I think, I think they, scored, they scored two goals and I had about 95 deflections contributing to them goals. Danny, think, Danny Graham, the uh, world-beater. We can add it to Alouko, we have talk about all of them, huh? we sold Ardo, Falco, Danny Graham... I have an RV goal to place for a Vangara form striker. You no, know. <laughs> It was, yeah, no, ridiculous defeat, I think it could have been three, 0 you know, I'd stoned, uh, i stopped a pole at the end, but again, I remember a bloke coming to on, like, on County Road that day, he was walking across from crossing on a green map, yeah, he, seemed, he said, he oh, was screaming at me through the car window, and I said, would you want me to cross on, on when he's on red? You know, would that make you feel better? when the guy was there and the Blyder, I, mean, I was in no mood uh, to exchange pleasantries with him, so... I think that was the highlight of that day. That's probably just County Roads on a nice day. (laughs) Well, um, after that, we then went to, uh, well, to be honest... I just wanted to say a quick thing about Dick uh, Harper-Carton and Sunderland. I think he deserves credit for coming to Goodison Park and playing three up front. That's I thought Nick right them Hall had a good, day, a good game that day as well. You've got to give credit to his approach, haven't yeah. I mean, you? Yeah, he exactly. just totally went for it. To be he's fair to the, the fella. To, you know, yeah. to be fair to the fella, he's, he's kept them in the league with the results. He's gone away. He spoke to his players wherever he lived. Yeah the deal for another year and he said we can spend 50 million this summer so i'll, I'll take that job yourself you know a year away a year away from your bed 50 million to spend what wouldn't you want to do i know I think man is once he's going away leaving his missus for a bit so we can get 50 million to spend okay. but uh, no, come back with it i'd like you. <laughs> absolutely really went on all this didn't it the job I've done a fantastic job yeah fair play to you. you know, I just remember, I just remember when they were shooting towards the Gladys to end in the first half I was thinking they, they had Conor Wick and uh, Danny Gray and Jermaine DeVore yeah. to be fair to the fact you know what I mean he's coming he can't say he's going to tie a nickel one earlier by playing one up top and five in midfield he went for it And he went for it, went went for it. You know, for they it they're always going to be a rat erratic Sunderland, but he kept him in the league anyway week after that We travel to West Ham. Yeah, probably our our best away ground. I think if you ask Everton fans, it's their favourite away ground. It's fantastic. We just love it, don't we? I think we've got an outrageous record at West Ham. I think we've won eight out of nine away games there. They must absolutely hate us coming. Uh, It always seems to be 2-1 as well, doesn't it, or (laughs) (laughs) 3-1? Both teams to score, yeah. Yeah, Mccacu scored uh, absolute limbs in the uh, early away end, I tell you, do you remember? Well, look, you know, we ran a goal behind, that was bound to happen, wasn't it? Leon Osmond's goal, Mark, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Well, Allardyce was absolutely swooning over that goal at the end and he was right, there It was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? Brilliant team. Chest on it. You know, the, not plays players can score that goal. It took on his chest and swirled the he? and it was in the back of the net. But well, because it's Leon Osman and he's yeah. little, and he just... The goal the... sort of. Let's be honest, it didn't sort of mean anything. I mean, it's an equaliser. Every goal means something, but... Yeah. I don't know, but for it's, really? Osmond, it's like it's underrated, isn't it? The goal's underrated. When when you watch that technique it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, first goal type finish it? yeah, yeah not it? I agree yeah. with that, so if, if that's anyone else don't mark them. No. Well, in, in, in terms of the context with Everton finishing 11th finding out with 10th and 11th place and, and equalising against West Ham it doesn't mean much does it but any Astor scores that and it's saying uh, talk isn't it you know I don't want to talk about it well, we all know Leon Osmond's better than any Astor absolutely <laughs> don't want me to encourage me ever. Blue Clark who scored the last minute there and obviously that was a nice celebratory moment for our fans because they all love a good toss over in the stands let's oh, be honest Magidi- coming on and doing a band of aid and sticking a great yeah. ball in for Lukáky, wasn't it, I'd still let him go to Saltapana 3, to be honest, even after that. I would, i even pay a few quid to take him, to be I honest. want to drive him? Should we hire him in any more well, than I think we could do, we could have a nice out in Glasgow as well, while we're up there, yeah. Definitely, but no, it was just one of them random uh, uh, moments, wasn't it, where a player who hasn't played all season comes on and does a moment of magic, puts a great ball in, to be fair, which is his job, Definitely. and Lukáky got his job and stuff in the back of the net. Yeah. So, after that, Mark, we had one game left and yeah. then we obviously played Tottenham at home and we went out, We finished the season with a whimper, didn't we? An absolute whimper. If ever there was a more apt end to the season, some, the, the whole season, it was Tottenham at home, was it? would be Harry Kane scored in the Goodison Park and half the ground even before the lap of honour or lap of dishonour. I think there was about 11 people left when the players went round, well, wasn't there? I think that's being generous. we were all just waiting for your autograph, weren't Mark? <laughs> your Twitter fan club, no? <laughs> <laughs> it was disappointing, wasn't it? You know, left everybody flat. Like the whole season had really, to be honest, it was an abject. Yeah, had it came things deflected in. With, uh, well, with the flick had as says, make, but I've tried to wipe most of it out with alcohol, to be honest. It's, it's not worth uh, uh, Most of it's gone, thankfully. Well, There's only so we'll much get you can drink, hasn't there, Tony? And I'm starting to remember the, uh, the marriage to the ex wife more clearly, so maybe I need to start thinking about that season <laughs> more. <laughs> so there you go, that's our season review. I know we've waffled on, but we've tried to. Uh, initially, I said we wouldn't talk about every game individually, but no. we thought we would. Yeah. have done just over an hour there, so what we'll do is we'll have another break. And then we'll come back and then we'll discuss the key moments from the season and things that have gone on off the pitch as well and, uh, let's see if we remember it Mark. It's an awful lot to discuss still so okay we'll be back in a second <sighs> just being for the (laughs) zinc. We had to make a few phone calls to see if Elstone's been sacked. Yeah, all I got from it was that I'm on the sofa tonight, basically, when I get it. From Elstone, all you bet. Um, uh, What we're going to do now is we're going to go back through a few points from this season and give our opinions on it. So, Mark, firstly, I want to ask you Roberto's stubbornness with his tactics, his formations, even in the midst of our lots of form. It's been extreme at times, hasn't it? Really borderline uh, insanity, to be honest. With with honest. It's is just complete lack of flexibility. I think it's cost us an awful lot this season. You know, it's he's a, obviously a guy who doesn't like to be proven wrong. I think that's that's shown all season long with his decision making. It's some of his is sort of the players he's put in. You know, the. the persistence with Tim Howard, the Barry, Gary Barry, you. But, you know, he hasn't really given you the chance this season, has he? That's one, that's one thing that stood out for me is that he's, he's sort of gone cautious in his approach. He's also, he thinks, you know, that, that reckless abandon that we should have played with last season has gone, it's been replaced. You know, by by sort of uh, worry and caution, hasn't it? You know, it's, we just looked a complete shadow, and I, I don't know what. To, I think it stems from pre-season, personally. Uh, the whole the whole mess starts from when you we went on a Jolly hunt to Brazil without so much of the pre-season. I know I said that before, but I honestly think it stems from then. I don't know whether we had too good a season. sounds stupid, doesn't it? But, you know, did we have too good a season last season that you think we didn't need that much? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we got a bit of pressure so, I think so, maybe. But, you know, we certainly entered the season with not enough strength and depth there. It wasn't the It wasn't. It wasn't the be all for me. We needed a lot more. But I just think it's stubbornness. lack of, you know, the Herbert left back situation. The stuff, it's, it's things like that that have drove fans mad all season long on it, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of our fans would echo your thoughts, Mark. Um, For me, personally, I think um, I see a lot of what what you've just said there in terms of his his stubbornness with his his tactics, his sticking with his favourites. But for me, he doesn't help himself with the... The comments he makes. No. I see every week, week in, week out, fans are like what games have you been watching there. It's absolutely ridiculous some of it. I know. And yeah, I'm all for you know, the first season phenomenal this and amazing that and character and unique <laughs> these sort of terms in our, in our jobs and in yeah. our lives, but it doesn't wash with Evertonians, and, you know, we're not soft we're all adults here, we're all human beings we yeah. can see what's happening before us and to me at times this season it looked like it was falling away it was falling apart yeah, there was disarmony off the field, on the field and it was horrible and I just think it needs to be a bit more maybe rigid in his approach and a bit more forthright and a bit more honest in the future and be like completely quick. I'm not expecting someone to come out and absolutely slate his players, but don't don't give us fans bullshit. No. Don't feed us bullshit. No. Because we used to get enough from the club anyway. Yeah. Off the field. Absolutely. Let's be honest here. Yeah. We're watching it. We're all even if you're not paying your you know, you ticket money to go and watch them every week, you can still see what's going on with the team. Um Exactly. And it's the exactly. Season and it creates a toxic atmosphere, like you, you said earlier uh, about yeah. one of the games, Mark. Right? You just get toxic, and it is. I go there, and you speak to me, and i are mean, like, you know, "Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that?" It's just questions. There's no answers, and it's like, I'm the manager. I'm going to do this. Well, at times of the season, it just needed a bit of a, a flick of a switch. Yeah, a bit of a change. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to say drastic change, but try something different and. I think sort of uh, approach it in a different way to see whether something works out the yeah. experiment rather than just sticking to what maybe you may have done in, in the year before yeah. or when you were at Wigan or what you've been up brought up to do, you know you have to adapt to the surroundings it's an ever changing world it's it's to adapt to different situations don't they and all good players think, yeah. and, you know it's an, it's an ever changing world and we have to adapt and we have to evolve as a club and I just think this season we went a bit stale we went a bit dry I think clubs that, yeah. clubs worked us out our players worked us out our players ran out of ideas there was disharmony behind the scenes Yeah. and it all came together as one the fans got pissed off and that was it we, we, took, we had a good one in Europe, but domestically we were shocking. We were, I mean, if you look at the, you know, we finished 25 points off all that total last season, didn't we? You know, where, and, you know by all accounts, if you listen to, to some fans, we'd slept over the summer, so there was absolutely no sign of this comment was there this season coming. We expected a little dip, given Europa, but uh, to, to sort of go and completely, you know, mess it up the way we did in the league was disappointing. I don't know, just, we just didn't get going and I think personally I think everyone had a stinker from coaching from the manager you know we can go into the board but that'll be for later but certainly down to the players it didn't the matters wasn't helped by the fact that his key players simply barely turned up also. didn't perform We did. No. to be honest man, we didn't have injuries didn't we but we did, yeah. you know Looking at at his team selection sometimes, Barclay out wide, Nathan out wide, he's accommodating for the number 10 that we can't accommodate for. Christine had it didn't work out, let's be honest. Garrett Barry looked out of his depth on numerous occasions this season. Jack Elkin, as we talked about before, Mark, for about six months of the season, he was awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. He turned it round. Fair play. And, you and know, I love, I love the that he had exactly, yeah. and they? he got played in the season because he turned it round. But Everton had to turn it round. Yeah. Coleman and Baines, by their own standards, probably disappointing for long portions yeah. of the like, season. It's like you can't make really go to town on him because there's a lot of people there, the favourites. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, it's I mean, like I mean, McCarthy the, when you had a good uh, McCarthy. Well, you've seen that. The, he's a lot of people's favourite. Quite rightly so. You know, he's, he's a good player, but you know. Coleman and Baines Is it all right to say I thought they were absolutely woeful for most of the season Coleman turned it around better than Baines there was, uh, there's, no, there's no one man. I thought you can say it was Ed and Shaw doesn't say yeah they were consistent no, no one out. stood out John no Stones for me maybe he's the only one who stood out I mean, and even he had a few sticking games, games Yeah. That's but his exactly. age and his emergence won't make him stand out no, anyway yeah he's a marvellous talent absolutely no player. but there's That's no that. one the manager anyone yeah. any playing staff you wouldn't say there was no level of consistency throughout no got us back together i would say jordan the latter say maybe latter third yeah yeah latter yeah. third or maybe a bit more yeah and, you know 20 20 goals speaks volumes and i know we've spoken about this before mark but he's yeah. a young lad he's 21 22 20 goals for a, a poor Everton side this summer team 20 and 41 games which one and two for a team like
2: that the really stepped up back at Christmas, didn't he? Until he come up he thought he stepped up to the plate when we needed someone to show his class that he scored a
1: couple of vital goals, didn't he? You know, um, I know in um, the cup would, uh, didn't come so much but he was one player that really stood up when we needed it. Up. But, I don't know if I can't mean, you know, over the year, that time, that time he did he done it. Definitely. And what, what about, um, yeah. there's a couple of other pointers, Mark, from yeah. the season. Obviously, we went through the games, but we haven't gone through the actual things, what happens in what? between. Martinez apparently fell out with uh, Samuel Leto, Silva, Distan. Well, I think it was Graham Jones, but Silva, Distan was the real, but Absolutely, what do yeah. you make of that, man? They're senior players. Absolutely. Very yeah. vastly experienced players. Is I, that a class of personalities? Yeah. I think so, or a class of maybe stuff something us maybe coming into play here mm-hmm. off the pitch. I don't know. I don't know what went on to be honest, but it's it's clear now, you know, there was a massive problem given the games that's all when the stand started after them row show. We don't know if, if if they've got frustrated with as if they you know, but certainly they're influential figures in the dressing room they like, particularly with young players. You know, Distan is usually experienced Eto is a world name. Well know, we th- don't know what kind of impact these are. Let's not know, it's mark. We've all heard various things, I mean yeah fallout like with Distan is apparently got sent home from training. Um and called a disgrace. Yeah. Um, Graham Jones apparently nearly had a fight with him. Lots no, of rumours I've heard. Tom uh, no, Yoletto apparently went round the younger members of the squad and said this manager is not what you need, he's gonna he's gonna ruin your career. But you know this, Then other rumours have said he wanted to play every week and he didn't get guarantees about playing every week even though he's an old man to be fair. Yeah. You would have thought he would have enjoyed, you know, a few nights in a Malmaison and put his feet up, but you know, apparently he said that and then he, he, he went off to Italy. There's far too much mystery around what, what really went on, but the proofs in the pudding. they didn't start the game for yeah, we think. featured, didn't they, after that incident, or perceived incidents and that, and that tells you everything you need to know. There was obviously a major problem with this down in Eto'o, that's why Eto'o got shit off and, and this time got a sort of top gesture against Tottenham in the last game of the season oh, did need to come on it's and, and think that was bad it. it. And I don't think, to be honest uh, Samuel I don't play for a, 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 a blink of an eye just say it's still my distance so yeah. I'd like to focus on this time but yeah. what's your opinion on it just as a as a, a, a good buy so stand, a decent player I wouldn't go the board like some blue state saying he's a, you know he was great, he was a good player, for me, he was almost a poor man, for Lescott for me, you know, I loved Lescott, when he was playing big uh, This time was an able deputy, that's what I'll say, if you, for A few, horror moments. moment, so you know, to the East United uh, a few years back, I remember. This time, you know, pretty much, G, we've had a lot of waste plays this time. He was, he was a good team, but I, I know that's no comparison, but, you know, yeah, he deserved to send off 200 odd appearances. You know, I think at the time we had a good side. I think he but, just definitely deserved uh, one final uh, yeah. appearance rather than being out the back door with no recognition. And yeah. I do think he was a good player, Mark, to be honest. I think he was a really athletic player. He wasn't leaving the ball on his feet, but yeah. he wouldn't play in the Premier League for that long if he were awful put it that way, you yeah, no, know. I, I wish him good luck to so my yeah. distance and I think yeah obviously he has that heart in our mouths. Yeah. Jordan is five or six years in the club but yeah. yeah. what center half that's what I'm gonna say so um both were on the buttons but walk credit to your disc down and uh good luck on the rest of your career you have one samuel let out don't give a fuck what i'm saying Anyway, he's laughing as a knock at santori with a big smile on his face it's almost like the uh the smiling assassin (laughs) of samuel let from what you're ahead isn't it absolutely i can imagine it's telling the young players in that mixed cult as well you know the the, 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 the fella's not good for you and of course they're going to listen to cribs incredible (laughs) incredible yeah anyway some other pointers from the season injuries mark Tony Ebbett. Does he no, still exist? Uh not for me he doesn't, but he uh, certainly still no, I think under ten appearances also Tony Ebbett. You know, great saving for the club, let's get it right, but you know, it's a player that we shouldn't be looking at. It shouldn't not even be a feature anymore for Everton. That's it then, okay. No more. No more. Brian Oviedo. Yeah, still dining out on the United game, but far too injured, made a glass now, so uh, we've missed not really missed him for me, Garbutt, was a better option on left back than Oviedo but you know, I like Obvious on what he but just he's just, starting, he's just uh, become injured prone as a Darren up. Gibson? Yes. You know, how good was Gibson when he was playing for us, you know. Will he would he stay? The I don't think he will no. no. I think uh, I think I can see Gibson retiring or, no. or maybe down no. the I think I think it's a real a real shame for Darren Gibson. It's, he's a really talented player, isn't so, he? You know what is that? If it's an obvious, I'm not too concerned about but Darren Gibson, I can the agree Yeah. Um, quite sad to be honest. When you think about his career, he's still, you know, he's still relatively young in terms of football. It's like the same sort of disappointment we have with Joe Parkinson a little bit, isn't it? You know, when his career was ended so so quickly. Gibson, really? You know really surprising uh, uh, amount of ability on the ball, didn't he? Was, you know, I think he proved that this season. Yeah. When he got in uh, got in and he drove, drove them the field on. To be honest, you know. I agree. Yeah, You see how. It's a different midfield, bum, some different, bum. Um, A couple of other pointers, Mark. Yeah. Aaron Leonard. Oh, yeah. It was a real shining light for me, Aaron Lennon. I season season of you know, disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Leonard's attitude, I thought, in a team that was... a team that wore with itself, I thought Leonard's attitude was first class. I thought he came in, he wanted to do well, he wanted to make an impression, I and mean, he showed in his performances. Then you know his energy, and not only defending, but you know the amount of attacks that you know. Newcastle at, at home, he was, like, was looking to get on the ball and her teams, wasn't he? You know that penalty when you you know uh, again Newcastle against Newcastle, he was fantastic after uh, you know. Yeah, Lennon, I, I really hope we see Lennon back, suddenly I think he wants to come back, doesn't he? I well, there's talk, the the talk that he wants, you know, he, he wants to do everything he can to get back here, but, yeah. you know, obviously it's Premier League football and agents and transfer fees. And everton, And Evan, yeah, and Evan, yeah. <laughs> so. I think, I think, especially with signing Cleverly lately, they could get Lennon in, they're two smart moves then. I'll, and early towards, if they could get them in, if like, they yeah. get Lennon t- tied up in July when the transfer window's I'd feel really more pleased about them two young. I know Lennon's not as young as Cleverly, but still yeah. relatively young, English, hungry players with points to prove, and that's what I want to see. That's One or two players who they're not just coming here because they're, oh, you know, it hasn't worked out here or whatever. They yeah, want to start a exactly. I and mean, that's what I sort of decided to say about Cleverly today, which we'll come to in a minute on Cleverly. But um, yeah. other points from this season, the penalty debacle, absolutely classical. We talked about a little bit earlier, Mark, but... Um, Mars missing, Barkley missing. What was up? What was wrong? We're just leaving late. Baines on the penalties. You know that missing against United was it really that criminal? 14, 14 straight penalties that went in the back of the net. He misses one, and then all of a sudden there's an absolute oh, mess over who takes penalties. I don't know what's happened there to be honest. Where the Baines has lost his confidence. I doubt it because he took one of the penalty sheets out. You know and scored against uh, I think it was uh, West Ham was that he's good. But the thing um, is with Roberto was bullshit after that. And I was on wash again. Now, it's like, what are you trying to eh? yeah. say? Say, it. it's fine when it's not. there's clearly something wrong there, wasn't there, with Morales. It was uh, mutiny, to be honest with you. But it when wasn't you hear about Neesmith trying to uh, grab a gun in the tunnel after it, you think, well. Expect nothing else from your teammates, though no, you've done that for them. Yeah, an 11-a-side football team, you'd expect nothing else, you know. A little tough, you know. Three points in that game, yeah. we, you know. Ridiculous. Sacrifice the top-bound finish for that, man. <laughs> 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 we could have finished eight. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's still, it matters to be honest. So, obviously, this season, a bit of a write-off man Yeah, um, we've gone through an awful lot of stuff there in the last hour and a half. Yeah, um, what would you change? ahead of next season it's a on the field matters I'm glad you said that because I could could do a whole podcast to watch it I (laughs) don't know you could I've got to get over it no on the field I just think we need a lot we need a lot more energy into the team we need a lot more pace Uh, I think Adam Lennon. Adam Lennon. Della rumoured to be, to be close to coming back. That, I'd be absolutely made up with that, I'm, to be honest. But I think for all Della faults, we missed him this season badly. Um, we just need a lot more, to be honest, more brave signings. We need more pace in the team. We need more youthful, exuberance players. Like, like Tom Cleverley, who... who I think you know you, you can, can play at the highest level, but I haven't quite managed to get there. And I think that you know we need players like that, you want to make it, make it. So can't get me away whatsoever. But want to create themselves, that good support, you know. So why are like that hungry players? you, can you see the I don't know. If you listen to Twitter, we were signing, we were signing Javi last season. If you listen to Twitter, but it's obviously rubbish. I don't know, Dallifo certainly didn't get lucky to be Christmas onwards. I just think some players fit perfectly, don't certain clubs. But Dallifo certainly took to us, uh, and we took to him. I think it'd be great for everyone. Do we need them? Because we've got <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. I Honestly, yeah, I can't I'm see it I'd love to see Dallifo coming back. I can't see it happen. No. Barcelona, yeah, but... I think, you know, I mean, he's not a soft manager and he's not someone who's going to uh, suffer fools, is he? So, I think maybe Delafold needs to work on his delivery and his attitude, maybe. I don't know, he really didn't show any attitude problems at heaven but maybe he needs to get his head down with uh, that and he's going to be a top player. He's and obviously got the top. Move, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's just how much it costs, but I will yeah. know, just talking about coming back alone even for another season whether that brings his play down again because he'll have another less contract, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and another year's less contract, but we'll see. It's oh, obviously a yeah. silly season, um, Tom cleverly. Yeah. Again, it's underwhelming I can't sit here and say it's a, it's a great signing. I'm made up with it. I'm over, you know, over the moon. It's a, a signing, like I said before. Tom Cleverley is going to be, going to be eager to establish himself. He's just got back into the England setup <coughs> after that's, that's good for us. And I don't think Cleverley, certainly got the talent. It's just whether he can show it in an international a I certainly hope he does. I'm not, I, I don't, I disagree totally with people slating him before he even kicked the ball. But, well, like we have much. one you know, and, and the, world it's it's the, the Ken, and super cared, but he, he could have, you know, he could have a great impact on us. We've got to give the line every chance. I mean, could have been him, but support us, well, I think the, there's, the no other, there's no other there's no option, though, is there? You, you know, yeah. you can't not get behind the lad. I mean, I've tried to say that today myself, and yeah. Uh, I've seen comments and people saying he's not good enough and that's fair enough and as I say before, everyone's entitled to an opinion but I I think uh, everyone I, I'd like to think I watch as much Premier League football as, a, as the next man yeah. Yeah. and I think a lot of people are maybe basing their opinions on match of the day and what they've maybe seen or not seen I and think. perception and I spoke to a United fan there this afternoon and I'll publish his views on Twitter probably tomorrow when he said a few things quite mixed about them but to be honest I just think the lads coming in to you know a decent age and still, still yeah. relative still relatively young, twenty five. But you look at the rest of our midfield, no Bezge, Bros Barclay, uh, James McCarthy, you know, Gibson and Barry Maybe not going to be around for much longer. The right like, kind of signing is that exactly, exactly having yeah. you know. I know. I know we've signed like some Tim Howard and John Neville and whatever from, yeah. Or or from uh, United in the past, and we pick up their preserves. But I just think the move's right, a right fit for him. He needs to come in and prove himself, and I like to think he's trying to prove himself at Villa. He just, he knew he could probably get a better club than Villa. Yeah, all no due respect. Mm. I remember when they said they thought he were going to get Moise as well a few years ago. I know. I remember Villa, that to be honest. I do. I've always had a, pro- I've had a problem with those. Nice, um, nah, Boston, uh, um, I've had a problem since Anthony um, Young scored in the 95th yeah. minute yeah. yeah, I've painted them since that massive <laughs> probability to be fair they're like us they're like us yeah, the yeah they get got a big the big fan base um, yeah he, but I, I cleverly said all the right things and uh, probably to, uh, put in the right performances and uh, probably had a, a key part in keeping them in the league well you think you'd hope he's on a bit of a crest of a wave yeah and I, say, I I think you know, uh, Everton more is a realistic club for him to sign for I, I just I, think, and think let's not forget Martin has got the best out of him. For Wigan. Uh, I don't want to say that name. yeah, he's another Wigan player, but, but it's man, he's a great start, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, even we just sign him so we can look at his bird. they'll be able But, that's one major thing. Yeah. That's a, 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 it's good to see how it makes an early business, man. It is. And yeah. there's obviously a long couple of months to go before we start the season again. How oh, confident are you that weekend,
2: actually?
1: <laughs> Where is it? Do you know what? I wish I wasn't so old and so, Long in the tooth with with the sort of current regime, and that I wasn't dreading the summer. Um, but you always have this sense of optimism that, that things will be different. I've not seen much reason for that optimism, to be honest. But I do hope that things. You know, signing cleverly is is, is a good start. I just hope we can build on it and make some signings that say to the says to the fans, "Look, we are serious. We do want it." We do want to compete, we do want to make a difference and you know, and challenge for trophies and all that, but you know, without getting into a board debate, which you know, I love to do, you know, um, it's gonna be very difficult. Well even it? the board on the shelf tonight don't mind. Yeah, okay. yeah. No you're right, but I'm hopeful as ever that we can do some good business. Yeah. So sure, am I mean, after that season I'll take anything. Any little bit of hope and I'm taking hope out of the top cover, three cents first, so <laughs> I must be on medication. I'm so we asked the fans if anyone's still listening by now. Thanks thanks for still listening. Because uh, I know I'm not. Uh, <laughs> describe Roberto Martinez as two years in charge in four words. Well, Ross Gromby, unique, phenomenal, special, talent. I think that's maybe a hint of sarcasm in that. I think so. I, is he maybe describing as Tim Howard? Or <laughs> uh, well, everything Tim Howard knows? Method 92 said good, bad, and ugly. I would completely agree with that. If everyone is sound Dave 1981, probably not that phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that phenomenal that gets mentioned in this is just. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, Everton, Canada. He yeah. seems to always be on a plane, by the way, if you're listening, not that on Twitter. You all seem to always be between. I'm sure he's on a drug run between Canada and Liverpool. Is Air Miles something special, to be honest? Phenomenally stubborn and average, he said. Yeah, also we've got Chris Harry for great, then deluded bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Kev 9 continues that theme, he says, good, then fucking shit. <laughs> well, I did say four words, so to be fair. And if I could swear, because I don't really swear on this, I'd tone it down a little bit, Andy Martin, but absolutely brilliant. Fucking shite. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> is is evident to a T under a bit of Yeah. Mark Wright says, um, not not Mark Wright. I'm the only way he's actually the way, <laughs> uh, Mixed, frustrating, predictable, and potential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack Bover says yet another false door. yeah, Yeah. Well, I can see that absolutely. And uh, WAPO 1878. Two years is enough. So he just wants, he's seen yeah, enough of the Yeah, on. wants a change of management there. Goodison Falls says, typical of Everton FC. Um, Sir sorry. Dave Stevens says, frustratingly inconsistent and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a bit like a conversation with me and you, man. Absolutely. Ultimately um, confusing. <laughs> Jamie and Wallacey. Saying no phenomenal plan B. I, I, for me, that sums a lot of it up. Definitely. Extreme stubbornness has haven't helped us whatsoever from the beard. Another one there with Mick Jock, 1878, says so Tim Howard isn't unique. <laughs> no. He might be a fucking high five and people have grown a beard like, but... That's about it, to be honest, yeah, even a, even Tim Howard's wonder saving in Southampton, which got you know a lot of plaudits, was from him being in a phenomenally bad position to start with. Just like, yeah. I, I'm looking at so many phenomenals on that sheet, of paper, I couldn't say anything else. <laughs> so, overall, Mark, it was a disappointing season, yeah, very much the highs and lows of Everton in the last um, 24 months. Absolutely, it was a season I'm glad to wash my hands off a season that's sort of deflated everything you know we, we know there's a lot of things going on off the pitch you just follow my twitter if you want to see me news on it but, um, don't honestly don't <laughs> i'm saying that but uh, if you want someone to talk to do <laughs> i will respond to everybody but uh, now uh, no, let's be honest Mark, it's nice to get away from it and let's just hope that next season yeah, it is a lot more positive and a lot more optimistic than what was going on last season. Definitely. I mean, I think we're all hopeful. I think we were all hopeful this time last summer, though. And then um, it unfortunately fell away. Now, people have laid the blame on Europa League, lack of silence, the board, Roberto being stubborn. There's a concoction of sort of people finger pointing and blaming, I think. Yeah. A, whole, a whole mix of that is probably. Can to touch on all of that. Really, the manager has been stubborn. Uh, Off-field, there's issues. Um, there's top players haven't performed, and maybe the expectations level went up. And maybe, up, obviously, maybe no expectation that season will help us. You know, surprise a few people again. But Roberto matters. if he's going to stay in charge of Everton, he's certainly got to learn his lesson from last season. He's, he's got a lot of lessons to be learned. Safely. I just don't think he can afford a two or three months in the, in the, the season that's coming up. I don't think we can afford another two or three months of that. And, another two or two three months of erratic. I agree. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise, obviously, the season ticket sales are there, still flowing in. The fans will yeah. still be there, Mark. Oh, they? Yeah. Evertonians are very demanding, and rightly so. You want the best for this club. Um, and at times last season, we certainly didn't get it. No. And you can only hope that you know the key players and and sort of uh, the new signings come in and they make a difference to what we want to do next season. There's no Europa League, there's no, there's no excuse to be honest with you next season. Uh, But we've got to get it right, and that and that needs a number of things to to, to be working uh, over the summer from the board right down to the manager. We need to be. In of we need to be with the transfer market for me, absolutely. Definitely, and yeah. I think with the departures of Distan and Alcaraz, with all due respect to Distan, uh, we're getting rid of some of the dead wood there. Uh, uh, yeah. The transfer policy, I'm hoping, is bringing not just freezing loans, it's actually yeah. looking to invest in the squad like we have in recent years with the likes of John Stones, Mo Bezitz, Romelunukar, who young, hungry players coming through. Yeah. I'm thinking, Clever Lee's a smart addition. I'm trying to be hopefully a mark. I'm trying to be upbeat. It's doing a grand job. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we need the centre half. We do. We, we have. need the goalie. We them, need a yeah. winger and a striker. We're I don't know every yeah. club in the Premier League will say their positions, but we I absolutely, absolutely need, them. essentially, yeah. need a centre half and a goalie. Oh, yeah. And if we could be very fussy, we could do with a striker and a winger. I agree completely. Let's just hope we get them. Let's just hope that, you know. Um, he's working on a few deals to improve the squad because I think for his own future that he needs that as well as much as for our own sanity we can't exactly. go into I just hope like we're not sitting here Mark in October November saying oh, we're, we're waiting for PNR or Osman or Magidi to come back from injury because there'll be like a new signing <laughs> we do not want to be saying that it's been saying that for,
2: for
1: far too long as it is oh. we, Rolf, we, we may as well stress this out for two hours now Mark so um, <laughs> if anyone's listened to this Thanks so much for, for this long. Yeah. Uh, we'd just like to say thanks for everyone for listening this season. You can find us on um, SoundCloud, Everton Fan Focus, iTunes, search Everton Fan Focus. This is obviously an association with Evertonartwork.com, so you can find us on there. Yeah. Uh, Mark, there was one last thing I wanted to talk to you about yeah. for the last ten minutes. Um, is the Echo podcast that was recently released? Yeah. Um, a lot of us made it. I went to the meeting. Um, like yourself it was there and it, you know, I was made up from our point of view that as fans that we got our point across to the Echo there was no uh, pussyfooting around the issue there was no niceties to be honest with you it was civil it was but that was about it I think uh, Tony told to the Echo straight about the absolutely scandalous coverage of everything, their apathy towards not questioning the board they openly, they openly said they went after Peter Johnson with the record for me this board's record It's 10 times worse than it is they didn't, um, I thought we got our points across, but I'm not sure what much difference it made to the overall uh, thinking of the echo and all that, and I think, you know, given their coverage after that, it shows that possibly they're not for turning. I don't know why they're not for turning. I don't know why they fancy getting in bed with the club, when they'd rather, you know, they, they can see what we can see, that this club has a hell of a lot better than what's going on, I just hope that... You know, we've made strides in getting the meeting. I certainly don't think that it's only been held back in that meeting. We did ourselves justice. So, but, you know, sorry, uh, I'll stop. I'll start no, no, reading no. in a minute. But I wanted to. I wanted to. You know, do say, it's such a, an emotion, it's such a, a subject for me at the moment that I think that I don't get a fair representation, certainly in the local media. Um, we just, you know, Liverpool were questioned. Liverpool's owners were questioned after they went out to the Villa in the cup. And, you know, oh my words. Liverpool's owners are, are, are developing Anfield. They've invested millions into the squad, and you are owners who've absolutely not done anything. Greek uh, failed ground is not in pretty good. Not done a thing to move us on well as a football club. If you want to thank Billy uh, Henry for signing Lukaku, you might as well thank Rupert Murdoch because that's where the money came from. Um, I just think, as a board, they've done nothing, and, and the, echo, the Echo's apathy hasn't helped the Everton fan base, in that a lot of people still think that nothing is wrong with us. I think, um, personally, Mark, I, yeah. went, I went, obviously I wasn't invited, but I went on behalf of someone else. Yeah. Um, you were personally invited. Um, I've seen a lot of shit, to be honest, directed towards you in recent yeah. weeks, and I think it was unjust. There's a lot of Everton fan sites that went there. A lot of people who kept their mouths shut. A lot yeah. of people who actually had were outspoken. Um, I said one or two things, but my overall opinion is of it were, we're no better in, better in any better place. Yeah. Before after this echo meeting than we were before it, which is unfortunate. Um Obviously yeah. we, there was dialogue with the echo. I was inviting people down there and the you know yeah. recording of it and have you. They've released it and they've tried to provide balance to that. That's fair enough. They can do what they want in terms yeah. of editorial, there was no signatures, there was no agreement in place. But I just I, I find it, it's a continuation of bullshit. But yet Liverpool Echo um, yeah. we'll, we'll carry I, on doing our own thing as I'm sure only any other Evertonians and yeah. fan sites, fan groups, people who write, people who read their opinions will do. Um at the moment there's Thank a lot it's a yeah. hot topic. It's a hot topic, it is. But I just think Evertonians can't rely on the Liverpool Echo for any sort of reporting towards anything critical towards Everton. No matter how much what they said, Dave Prentice, uh, Greg O'Keefe, fair fair enough for them to invite us down. But at the end of the day, you're never going to get that from the Liverpool Echo. No. Um, And I think maybe so, people asking questions of them is, is sort of bringing it to the table a bit more and... And, uh, bringing the subject up, is, yeah. but I think at the end of the day we're, we're all banging our heads yeah. against a brick wall with the Liverpool at home. We have to, if people want to make changes there then, and want to see changes, they have to go after the club and the national media. Yeah. Because the local media certainly don't want to report it, and it's down to the likes of yourself, me, other yeah. people who want to see changes. And you know, without like, then trying to end on a sour point, although the last two hours has probably been a bit depressive. No, but yeah. this is current. This is what's going on right now, man. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, yeah. you know. I mean, I I sat in that meeting, Mark, and I think I think people are going to shrug their shoulders. They're going to be defensive. They're going to say, "Well, we've done this in the past, and we've done that in the past." But at the end of the day, it's an absolute. Yeah, bullshit. To be well, the proofs they haven't questioned the board. They haven't gone after them. They they they've held back. They've sort of. I don't know, maybe goaded. That was only some of the headlines over the years. We all know Osmond we went go-karting. Uh, there was a big article about a lad who got the wrong name put on his shirt, if you remember, a few weeks ago. this is. I feel like um, there's a tsunami going on and the Echo are passing off as a, a hot summer's day. I don't think there's a, that's a rubbish analogy, I know. But, you know, I think there's there's a lot of um, concern Everton and none of it's getting represented in the media. Absolutely none of it. Why? I, I don't know. Only the Echo know. And I think one day it'll come out why they're, they're being so apathetic towards this well, board. Should be are doing nothing. I would tell Ali about the editor, which was the thing 90%, is, 90%, 90% Evertonians. If, if you speak to other people, on Mark, it's too yeah. little, too late. You know what I mean? A few hashtags on t- on Twitter isn't going to change the way no. the, the, the the echo print things. And I'm not saying give up, give up, your protest or give up yeah. this and that. But to me, it's just like the time to engage with people. Maybe because Evertonians are kicking up a fuss about and I'm one of them, to be honest, you know my opinions on yeah. them, but um, I just think we're never going to get anywhere with them. No. So the only the only way to do about it is, I don't know, maybe go to the national press, go against the club. People are not happy. And Some I people are happy. Sporadic people, sense, yeah. I think a lot of fans want to scream out how a lot of fans I mean, want that, that imagery that appeared on Twitter yeah. yesterday, Mark's big volumes, and I, surely now, I think, surely... Even, yeah. the most, even the most uh, Staunch. sane Evertonian yeah. who sits there would say, no, I, I'm, I'm pro for this and I'm pro for that. If you see those, those facts, because they are facts, yeah, there, to yeah. be honest, displayed in front of you, then you must be blind if you don't see the yeah. failings. And to be fair, not everyone will be like, well, i am seeing them and you know, I want to make a difference. But other people do want to make a difference yeah. and you want more for the club. And yeah. As okay. I've said before, we can see the lights on about bar and come. Could you mate? we can only hope that there's a force for change that the that, that, that main means for a competitor and that's all we can hope for but In the meantime yeah. we will just discuss like Obviously, what's going on throughout the summer? Absolutely. Yep. Looking ahead to see it. the fixtures come out next week. I think. Uh, yes, they do. Looking ahead to I that. I believe it's so soon. I'm talking about on field matters. Yeah, absolutely. Which so I'll give sense. you. I'll give us eight minutes there, Mark That, that was a good platform. That I feel a lot, a lot of has come off that spleen. You can go home to and sleep tonight. <laughs> Definitely, on the a couch given <laughs> the time? <laughs> you haven't got them fellas outside, your house now with the placard saying Where's the fucking Echo podcast, lads? <laughs> <laughs> not the, I've actually moved them in. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah, they're in the they're in the spare bedroom on. Yeah, I won't have uh, people stood out in the cold, no matter how much abuse they're having. <laughs> on. But uh, no, yeah, that was. Uh, I felt like a c- I felt like a celebrity for a few days there, which was which was strange. Uh, and it was a celebrity who got a lot of abuse. <laughs> well, well, no, I don't, you know, know. Uh, I don't know. You stick your head above, and, y- and y- you want to make a difference. I suppose it's people. People then see you as a point of contact that they want to. You know, you know have a go at your floor that's fine i totally got the under, the frustration to be honest with you I thought it was pathetic the way well, the I, I completely get everyone's frustrations yeah. markable and i thought i'd mention it now because it's a chance to actually have you say on it and yeah. say what actually happened in the interview uh the, sorry the meeting what's happened since and yeah. you know what could maybe happen in the future and i think appreciate that yeah. a, on twitter you might not have that opportunity to no. sort of state your views over over a tweet, there's other people are saying, yeah, what about this, what about that? But at the end of the day, we all knew in that Echo meeting what it was going to be like, what it was going to turn out to be, and it's not going to answer all the questions because the Echo have not answered any questions over the past 10, 15 years about everything. Now, I'm not going to do it now, but we can, it's a start. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a start that we can sort of enter dialogue and people who've maybe their views across before me. I'm, I'm just, as I say, I'm I, jumping yeah. on board. I'm not taking any credit for anything, and neither are you. No, no, absolutely but not. It's a start, and it, to be involved in it is a real eye opener. So yeah, let's hope you know that you know that we get what, what this, whatever football club and its fans deserve, and that is an that the, is competitive, and 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 owners, you want to take the club in the right direction and make us, you know the best that that, that we can be at the end of the day that right we all want for a better Everton don't we man same thing Gold closing, we all react the same way talking about that Everton <laughs> <season>, probably sums <laughs> it up doesn't it it, does pretty pretty fun, well. it, was, uh, it was I would like to say it was good to talk back through the last 10, 9, 10 months yeah. hopefully we've covered everything if there's anything we've missed let us know Um, obviously give us any feedback download on SoundCloud iTunes find us on evertonheartweek.com find us on Mark's Twitter feed with his fan club and uh, we'll draw it to a close and say goodnight thank you very much for listening here's to another season thanks for everyone who's listened
2: this season